Vino and Rich. Best of the week. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Oh, butt cheeks, nice. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Today, I put an offer on in house, and, you know, I don't want to be like, woe is me, because, you know, I'm very fortunate, but when you've been burnt before by life and real estate and marriage, like, you're so reluctant. Oh, he was in the bodyguard, that's where I know. Bodyguard, yeah. He's in the bodyguard. Spot. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. You're so reluctant. Um, and reluctant's not even the word. Hesitant to or scared. I'm fearful of reluctantly am I making the right the move? Starting line. Come on. Do, Engines do, 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 pumping do, 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 and thumping in time. Like to the, the point where I'm like, please, God. Go up, please don't make this be a mistake. Oh, like, when I, was, like when I was buying my car? Exactly. Like that sort of feeling like times a million because... I'm using all my pennies saved if this all goes through. You penny know? saved is a penny earned. Yeah. But I say, it's my credo. Well, if you have to have a credo. If you remember my first house purchase, <laughs> I ended up losing money. I ended up paying money to get rid of my house. You're one of the few humans on earth who had to pay money to sell his home. Who bought a home, had it for years, Ten and years. then it got less money after it sold. You just happen to buy at the height of the real estate bubble. Right. How do I know I'm not doing that right now? I mean, it's not the height, but, you know, where is the market? How low will it go? Who knows? I don't know. How low can you go? Well, so, you've, never, you've never lived in a city that's desirable. True. I mean, it's Los Angeles, so that helps. I mean, you, I people, mean there's people that whether hate or LA. Whether that's desirable, that's yeah, up no, to that, interpretation. Yeah, there's people that hate LA, but LA is a place where real estate goes in the market. It sells within, like, days. Right. So, you lived in Union, New Jersey. It's like buying a house in a suburb of a big place. Sometimes the market gets cold. The market doesn't get cold where you buy it. There's still the feeling of, please let this be the right move. Show me a sign. Show me a sign. And I don't think I'm like hip to the sign. Like Maybe they're in my face, but I'm not seeing them. But the yeah. sign was, it became available again. Oh, and the word was apprehensive. Thank you, JC in Kentucky. Apprehensive for everything. I wasn't that apprehensive before in life, but when you realize that stove could get hot, you're real apprehensive. And well, what are you worried about? Break I, it down. I, just to told you. No, I'm I saying- bought a house. I thought I was doing the right thing. I did the wrong thing. Um, but do you this. Get, you get married. You think you're doing the right thing. You did the wrong thing. Yeah. All those things. You do, and you don't want to make those mistakes again. Otherwise, what was the whole point of going through those life lessons, right? So. I'm just saying you become apprehensive as a result. <laughs> Vic, Vic in Toronto says, is there a religious statue that helps with buying a house? Well, there was one with selling a house. I think it's the saint of property. So, yeah, I should pray to St. Joe. I think it's St. Joe, right, Spot? Your uncle Joe. Yes, St. Joe helped me sell my last property because I was drowning in debt, and it wasn't selling. And I had it for years. This one I'm interested in buying because I'm trying to, you know, keep my life moving forward and make the right moves while interest rates are low and opportunities are there. Damn, they're so, low. Yeah, Damn, they're, really they're low. low. Under 3%. Uh, my buddy Pallone is double-checking that I'm getting the best possible rate I mean, today. What do you, what do you want? 1%? That. I know, hey, the rate you're getting, why not? I've never seen. I know. So we'll see if it all goes through, if it's God's plan, if it's meant to be. If it's for me, I'll find out. 
hopefully today, because then I have to put a Jeez. a stop on my current lease, put my 30 days in, take a penalty for that most likely. So, yeah, nervous farts are a brewing, and I'm a stewing. Yeah, but, I mean, we have a national audience and a sounding board, so worst case scenario. Soundboard? Mm. Worst yeah, case scenario. You, there's you, also the feeling of, you know, I'm really comfy. I like the place I'm in. Do I love it? Do I own it? You don't like Is it, it the greatest place ever? No. You don't like it. You don't like it. I like it. You're there. It's, Comfy. it's like, no, you're there because you have to be. I can't give you an analogy. But it's cozy. This new place? Hold on. It's not cozy. Rich wants to give you an analogy. Oh, sweet. Let's hear it. I haven't done laundry in a while. Yeah. Right. Wait, wait no, is this the analogy? Have you started it? You're wearing your polka dot socks. Anytime Rich wears his polka dot socks. It means he hasn't done laundry. <laughs> actually, no. He's wearing one of Sarah's old pair. Yeah. My, uh, my socks are actually clean, but I ran out of my socks and even my other good undies, my, uh, my boxer briefs. So let me show you, gentlemen, what I'm wearing. Don't worry. I'm not going to take my pants off. Look what I'm wearing today. Oh. Hanyes. A pair of Sarah's undies? Oh. Hanyes? I haven't wore. Los Hanyes? Don't, 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 don't take a picture of this, man. Because without description, I don't want people thinking I wear Hanes. No. Rich wears Hanes. Sending it to Archie. Hanes his way. You look fit if it's any consolation. I haven't wore Hanes in a good two years. I used to wear Hanes thinking, oh, these are cheap. These are good enough. I feel comfortable. You know why? You you wear them every day. I'm wearing these undies today. These box, these Hanes boxer briefs, couldn't be more uncomfortable. Oh yeah, your balls they, can't even brief. They, I don't have a ball pouch. Brief, <laughs> I they can't brief. I don't have a ball pouch. The legs keep riding up. They are made. The, the cotton they're made of is like old, worn, shitty cotton. The I feel my balls and gacken balls and my ass feel so uncomfortable right now. But you know what? For years, know what I thought? What I like them. Because it's all you knew or you got used that's to That's how you feel about your apartment. Oh, that's a good one. the analogy. Right, I like it. Wow. It's a good one. It's a good wow. one. I, I like the neighborhood. Years. I like the... But you don't. You I like let, the price. Dude, go but the I don't block. own it. But go, I don't own it. Go up the block from you. Ho- homeless people? You don't like the neighborhood. There's homeless people. There's homeless people. Seven everywhere. There's a 7-Eleven yeah, like hotel and the highway. But it's more in the neighborhood. This one is more on a main street. The one I'm putting an offer in on is more on a main street. But it... But it faces yeah, yeah. But, like but I'm like I nature. face like look at my place. I mean, I know I face another apartment building, but outside my window are trees and nice, right. uh, You know, like right. if I were my, on the my other backyard, side, patio faces nothing but if, nature. Which if I cool. were on the other side, I'd be on a street and it would be annoying, and I'd see people walking by. But you have the seclusion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in a good walk to you, your place has a good walk score, as they show on these websites. There's just no guarantees in life, and you become apprehensive. I'm only disclosing this because this is a show about you know sports, entertainment, and life, and this is what's going on. Do I need to disclose my personal feelings? No, but I'm trying to be relatable to everybody. Um, you know, am I getting on the phone and being like, "Well, yeah, I am doing that." I don't know. What do you think? But you know, <laughs> is it to the point where I'm not excited about the decision? Not at all. I'm super excited. I just hope that it all goes according to plan. Well, and everything works the way it's supposed to because sometimes in life as i've learned it doesn't 
So you, you, and, and will everybody be happy there? You know, will we'll my do, kid be happy? Will Jordan be happy? Will everybody apprehension work there? Yeah, it's it's the feeling of apprehension which makes my my stomach go. Well, I but can I'm tell you shift gear spot. I can tell you right now, buddy. Just keeping you posted. Worry, you'll, you'll probably spend I, less on your place than I will on my car. So I can tell you right now, the place that you live in now is a nice apartment, but it's a nice apartment for someone that's. Younger than you, that's on the come up. That was a great recovery from your divorce. Let me get back out there, apartment. Well, there's still the feeling of that too. So I'm like, yeah, you've I been can't divorced stay for four here. years. Even if I like it, I'm like, yo, I got to move on. I got to move forward and do what I do. Well, let me know? take you through the progression of Steve Cabino. Yeah, sure. Let me take you. Let me take you back, Frank Stallone style. Spot. Hit me up with some Frank Stallone because who would ever say no to Frank Stallone? Take you back. But to uh, be honest, sometimes he like comes over. I'm like, yo, not now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think Sly would say no. To Maybe his Stallone. brother. Yo, sometimes he's like, yo, can I like come over? And I'm like, no. So let's take, take it back. back. What is this? Do, 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 take you back. Ooh. Oh, whoa. take you back. I like this version. Do, 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 Little hi hat. Oh, shit. I should even try. I didn't know it tell me there was a remix. Back. I have the other Take version of the Now this is the one. You say there's a reason Man. that you can't live without my love. Do 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 Damn. So, I mean, I think Rocky did the best version when he was in bed with Adrian and he's like do 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 do. So take it back. Take it back. No, no, no. Do, 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 do. I'm going to take you back. Cavino was out here with his ex-wife. He was in a house with a kid. It reminds me of my dad when my dad and mom got divorced. And my dad was forced to leave the house and go get an apartment. But at first, Cavino was like, fuck, what do I do, bro? You were living with your sister. Out of a fucking plastic bag. I lived with you for six months, too. You lived with me for six months before I had a baby. You were hobo status for like a minute of your life. About a year <laughs> and seven. Did you just for like two years. Yeah. Because was... one year, I, I, six months, I lived with you. Yeah. Just have a mini stroke. Then another six months, I lived with my sister on a couch. And then I moved into a... An apartment with my sister for an entire year yeah. while I was dating Jordan. So, you like lived with a family member. Yeah. You lived with a friend. You lived with, out of like suitcases. <laughs> I fucking suck. I can't even believe it. You, you went through a divorce where tens of thousands of dollars went to divorce attorneys. You lost half of your shit. Then, your first sign of the rebound. You, you found a, a beautiful younger woman. Yeah, you got an apartment. And that was so great at that moment. Right. But now... Time has passed. That apartment was perfect for Steve Cavino a couple of years ago. Right. Now it's like... But you know what, what else I feel? Here's, here's something funny. If you remember the first house I bought, it was sort of really cool and modern for the time. We're talking 2004, right? 2000... Actually, I bought that house in... Yeah, 2004-ish, right? And when did yeah. you sell it? In 2015, yeah. yeah, yeah, 2014, 2015. So I bought that house in 2004. Yeah. For the time, it was really cool. 
Yeah. You know, it had a cool look to it. It was very modern for its time, right? Brand new townhouse. I was real stoked about it. Man, I, I sold it for almost $100,000 less than I bought it for. Ugh, yikes. Okay. So, long story short, fast forward till now after living like the family guy life, living in several houses and different apartments, and now I'm in this apartment and maybe buying a new townhouse or condo. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure like what my style is anymore. Oh, you're having a style crisis? Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. This place I'm moving into is very cool, but is this even my style? Yeah. And then but when I question that, I'm like, wait, but I don't even know what my style is. I mean, everyone else does. You guys, everyone else does. It's very, um, it's very Z Gallery, this place. It's very like goofy. Is it very telling that we know your style, but you don't? Because that used to be my style, like modern and updated. It hasn't been my style in over like f- 15 years, maybe. Like 12 K- years. Kavina's showing us the place he's looking yeah, to, like, uh, to buy, and Spot and I both agreed, this place is very Steve Kavino. And you're like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, well, it's like shiny and Z me, Gallery. Like, me, yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very like a W Hotel. It's very, like, uh, to me, it's it, very modern. Like the kitchen, everything's very mod. To me, very mo- I thought I was very cozy and no, comfy. No, 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 no. That's not you. But I, I'm trading off cozy and comfy if, for very modern. If anyone's ever stayed at like the Hard Rock Hotel. <laughs> that's Kavino. It, it, it looks, to me, it looks just like the Hard Rock Hotel. Like a suite at the Hard Rock. Like it, there's a lot of white, but then the walls have like that like, like grayish Right, like, uh, like, I don't know. Wall, I guess it's wallpaper, like, but it's like, like, how do I design it? Like, it's a pattern, but it's like sleek looking. Put it this way: the, the guy who there's lived a lot there of dark accents didn't cheap out on anything. Like everything is redone, very high end, you, but the place is reasonably pl- priced. The, the, the guy that lived there that's leaving now yeah. that you might got very, it, very I guarantee, I guarantee. Italian or Greek guy that's like he's Greek. I he's either tell. Greek or per- and you know what he might be Persian. Russian. He might be Russian. I don't know. But there's there's a level of tacky, but not the tacky, not the place. Like I could tell by some of the pictures that the decorations he left behind, like shiny chandeliers and trinkets. Oh, that and chandelier shit. Like, is so Cavino. I just feel like take all that shit out and Keep it's it very out. it's very you. It's yeah. very like all right. Well, like uh, the guy shopped at Savorsky Crystal at the mall. So I'm trying to be relatable <laughs> by keeping you updated. Here's the relatability to the Stop. conversation. Just talk. Don't say relatable. I'm trying to explain why I'm even <laughs> divulging here. Okay. Apprehension. You've been burnt. It's scared to make that move. Spot. After this experience you've had with this used car you bought, oh, would yeah. you be quick to buy another one? Oh, absolutely okay, not. Okay, so, you know, anyone <laughs> who's again. gone through real estate issues or divorce or anything like that has an immense feeling of apprehension. And it's not fair to, you know, the new people in your life. But yeah. it's like, yo, this is what I've gone through. Anything you, you know, do. And, and is it anything out of the ordinary? No, I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining. And then the feeling of, You've been so out of this mix for so long, you don't even know what your style is or what you like anymore. You just know, hey, that looks cool, so I guess that's my thing. I don't know. Well, I think one of the big lessons here is it doesn't even need to be real estate, but Kavino's is a great example with what you've gone through. Yeah, and apprehension. I don't even like saying that because I, I, I don't want to ever play the victim. No, no, apprehension I, is the is the is the key to this conversation because I don't think it has to do necessarily only with real estate or marriage or stuff like that. It could be you made a misstep at work. It could be a misstep with infi- sure. it could be infidelity in a relationship. Right. It could be something. It's like, it's like the Minnesota Twins playing in the playoffs. Yeah, 
Sure. It's you like did. we've lost so many times. Now I'm apprehensive to make it again because what if we get in the playoffs and lose 18 times in a row? It's about the last time the Minnesota Twins won a playoff game. It was in 2004. Friends was having its finale. Right. <laughs> yes. It was, 2004. Yeah, 2004, <laughs> the days of... Uh, you were watching Desperate Housewives, spot. <laughs> Johan Santana and Torrey Hunter against the Yankees of oh. 04. That was ended up time. losing the Red Sox one, but, but you get you get apprehensive if you went through if if you and your significant other went through a situation of infidelity or drugs or drinking, you'd be leery of that moving forward. Like anything, tennis, anything you get burnt on always leaves a little scar, right? That's why you play Papa Roach scar spot. Anything that you go through with pleasure, Rich. and then after that, because I like this song too, play "I Am Made of Scars." Because that's more actually relevant to the conversation. If you remember, on a Throwback Thursday, we had Jacoby Shaddix on the show. And he told us this was a song about he and his pal growing up, living similar lifestyles. Oh, you can hear him say it. Well, no, because people assume this about like a bad love. And now I have a scar. About his buddy who went down a bad path, right. and Jacoby Shannon okay, just stop the song if you're gonna talk. Had to you know go a different path. Glad uh, I played that song. Yeah, thank you. I like. That what was song. the other song you wanted? I am made of scars. Stone sour. Now, if you go through something that's rough, you're gonna be apprehensive. That's the lesson. Hold to on, be you talking? Here. I'm so not the guy made of scars though. I've had a very blessed life. That's why I'm trying to make it clear that, hey, it's not a well was me thing. I'm trying to relate to the people who really have some scars. If your last two girlfriends cheated on you and blue dudes in Vegas, you'd be apprehensive if you knew girlfriends like, I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't go to Vegas. You know, if you... If coming with you. Whatever, whatever has burnt you in the past, you're apprehensive. And Kavino, two things are lining up in your life and they're relationships and housing. Yeah. And there's that... And that's why I have the nervous th- There's that fucking... Th- that's why you're uh, having farts this morning that's because relationships and housing have set you back. Yeah. And now when you're at crossroads in your life with relationships and housing, it's like... Well, damn if I get fucked again. So but much so that I'm, I'm, I'm hitting up the real estate person. Are you annoying? Are you the annoying guy? With no, the, well, listen to they're this. They're going to earn their commission. The thing huh? is, what, there's uh, some, like, there's like, some you, question marks because why is it so reasonably priced, right? And the deal has gone or fallen through like the last two times. So now the third opportunity is here and I'm able to get it. Well, why did it fall through? And I'm maybe not getting it's clear meant answers. to be. Right? Maybe it's meant to be or maybe there's something wrong. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, yo, did somebody die in this place? You <laughs> I, could, I straight up asked. Yeah. I just got the response as we speak. No, absolutely not. Nobody died in this Well, the, the reason I uh, asked I just want to make sure there wasn't a murder. A- everything in this area spot. Would it turn you away though? Did you actually ask? Yeah, look at that. So you nobody did. died in it. <laughs> Okay, she goes, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he actually asked. I did. Because well, well, even Jordan and I are like, well, I don't get, well, how is this place so available? I mean, the, the reality spot is not that. Maybe the neighbors suck. Re, dude, reasonably priced compared to the rest of the country. No, but in this area where things go on the market and immediately get asking price. Right. I went on Zillow to, to look at your place. Yeah. And 
the, you know, they do the Zestimate, the yeah. Zillow Estimate. The Zillow Estimate's a good 50 grand more than what my they offer? listed it for. Oh, and what you're me. offering my offer is almost is, like 100 less than the Zestimate. My offer is lower, but per their real estate agent, per Dude. the seller. So I'm like, I, I threw an offer there. Well, you, we'll could see always, what you could always back out after inspection. You know that. Yeah, so. yeah I know. So, so move, forward, forward, move forward and see what happens. See what happens. But, you know, with new places comes new style. I can't bring my wanna, old I can't bring a lot of my old stuff into the new place cuz it just won't go. Do you want to go there with a Ouija board later? And uh, some sage. And some sage. I yeah. sage. I have a ton oh, of sage. Oh, I know the update. Is this place built on the old Sherman Oaks Indian burial grounds? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, is that where it is? Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Uh, now. <laughs> I knew it looked familiar. <laughs> right. And then, you know, there's the funny like the guy that I'm buying it from is a guy who seems to have money, right? He does. Right, because he went like super high end on everything, and I could just tell like he had a Maserati or something ridiculous oh, in his yeah. uh, in his parking spot. Yeah. Right, and how much chest hair was he showing? Yeah, he's one of those like, well, uh, well, more than like, more than Ryan Fitzpatrick after uh, last night's Monday, how, last week's Monday night football. How many game. buttons of his shirt were uh, buttoned? But he's like, willing to leave certain things if I want them. You know, like, these are very nice things, but they're just not my style. Do you I, want the Savorsky Crystal Corona right, collection? Right. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, but does my style go with this very Do you want me place? to leave mirrored ceilings? I don't know. All right, so anyway, that's the update in life, and hopefully you found it relatable. But for those of you who have been along for the journey of ups and downs and reach-arounds, and like mm-hmm. Rich said, living on couches and 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 you know, living with my sister and then an apartment that I wasn't thrilled about, but it was it was a step forward. You know, this is where it's going, and hopefully it works out. And, and if it doesn't go through, because I don't know how much more I'm willing to bend on my offer, you know, then it wasn't meant to be. I only have one. Would trepidation be the word? Sure, Rich. I like it. Works for me. My only thing would be trepidation. Trepidation. My only thought would be I have many trepidations. When Sarah and I are doing relatively the same thing, looking at housing and trying to figure out what's next, right? Because I think we've hit a crossroads now where we're like, I guess we're staying in L.A. That's sort of, I think that's the common denominator where it's like, for now, right? Well, hey, it, Sirius XM, oh, ESPN, okay. it looks like it's L.A., which is why Kavino and I are sort of both being like, well, I guess we'll, why not buy something? Now, my thought is when I'm looking at places with Sarah, not to compare, we seem to – we're – we're being outbid for things Same. or matched for things. When Spot was looking for things, he was matched or outbid. We're all sort of going through this real estate thing at once. I just feel like if you could buy this place with such ease. It's meant to be. I keep telling you, either A, it's meant to be, or you're right, like time out. Because Sarah and I said, if we get a place, and God forbid, knock on wood, something goes wrong with jobs or this or that, the market's hot, we could fucking resell it. Yeah. In a month and be like, yo, lose the closing cost, but hey, it's not that bad. If it's so easy for you to buy, will it be hard to sell if you need it to? I don't know. Well, it is LA, like you said. It's not like it's exactly. in an yeah. undesirable place. Market's um, hot right it's now. It's right around the corner from where Rich and Spot live right now in the town of Sherman Oaks. So, hey, mm. we'll see what happens. I will find out actually Today, Ooh. but I still have to docu sign all these things. And that's the, that's the final question: Are you reading it all? Because <laughs> you know, Jordan thinks I'm going to. That was the last thing she said today. Make sure you read it all. <laughs> yeah, make sure you read it all and sign it. Well, there's like that there's, way they can move forward. There's uh, there's only a few pages with with actual numbers. No, you need to look at probably everything. But hey, Spot, can you read this for me? 
Jesus. The, the reality is you need to look at... I read every fucking word of my contract. What's, what's of my print, offer letter. What's the principal? What's your down payment? What's the interest rate? Everywhere. You look, at, look at all the numbers, but all the other pages of verbiage, I think, are just a standard a standard form, essentially. I'd rather read all the social justice warriors' rants on social media than read this. No, that, that's saying something. <laughs> my goodness. I'm talking about those long rants. Woo. I'd rather read that. Then read this DocuSign thing. But, you know, here's the other lesson. I'm taking a very exciting moment and giving you the negative side of the feelings. Let me tell you about how excited I am, and then we'll move on. Okay. This place puts a tingle in my dingle. Oh, good. I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe this is, like, what I was all about, and I kind of forgot, you know, because, like Rich said, I'm, I'm in, a, like, a, a, a younger person's apartment right now. Like this is more my speed. You could just tell that by your neighbors, right? I mean, that's right. A, that's that's no, yeah. that's no insult. No, that's no, no, no exactly. that's that, that's a, an observation of when you're in an apartment look complex. The, look at the cars in my complex. Look at the cars in your parking lot, and look at the tenants in your building. Right? Are you surrounded by three people that are 28 years old that are roommates? Are you surrounded by other young families? Are you are you in a senior community and not know it? Like, want to know what happened yesterday? You and I are doing our ESPN TV show, which, by the way, is is great. Guys, so please tune in. It aired on ESPN News last night because the baseball games ran so late. But it's weeknights, 10 p.m. on the West, 1 a.m. on the East on ESPN2, Now or Never. Please check it out, Now or Never. I know Mario Lopez will be on probably this week. Special guest stars always stopping by. I want you to stop by. Set the DVR, Now or Never. I'm doing Now or Never last night from Melody's room, right, because we do it now at home Mm -hmm. because of the Rona. And Jordan's texting me. She's like, oh, my God. I was so scared. Someone was trying to get into our house last night. Not, like, in crime, but because I live with such degenerate idiots. Like, someone was jostling the doorknob so aggressively, and Jordan got scared. But then she hears, oh, it's the wrong one. And here's running down the hallways. That's happened to me before. I know, but, like, shit like that is happening more and more because (laughs) I live with such boneheads now and, like, drunken idiots on a random Wednesday night. People are shouting and yelling, and I'm like, this place uh, sucks. The porn people across the hall, remember? Uh, uh, At least Spot and I think so. Across the hall from Camino. People people shooting porn. We saw, like, a hot chick, like, like five, like, foreign Russian guys, like, helping her set a bed up in the middle of her room, and I'm like, that just looks like a gangbang to me. I think, and you are in the valley, so right. And your neighbor's a porn star. I am excited to just keep moving <laughs> forward. Um, use this as the next step of getting, you know, the forever home. Um, this will open up more opportunities for uh, bigger things in my relationship. I know it will make Jordan extremely happy too, because the place we're in now sort of makes her miserable. There's no natural light in my place now; it gets dreary, and I know she likes it. So that gets me excited. So it's an exciting move forward, 100%. Melody's uh, super stoked about it. Oh, good. Yeah, she's like, oh, Dad, it looks awesome. She's like, you know, I feel like, um, yeah, this is the the Steve Cavino life that I should be living. And at times, I feel like not even my own kid knows what I'm about because I've been living like a hobo for all these years. And I use the word hobo loosely. But even Jordan, like, hey, you invested in a guy who has bigger visions and, and... and works hard for nicer things. I'm not necessarily the guy you see walking around uh, on his socks and on the carpet in the place uh, that I'm not proud of all the time. You've been better off in, uh, investing in genius. Right. No, but it, it does say something. <laughs> Look, when Jordan met me, I was living with my sister, and the big move was the apartment I'm in right now, which is like nice but not dope. 
What? But, but but this is not a this is not a backhanded sly thing. Yeah, Jordan's young enough not to probably realize those changes yet. Because when you she's still in her twenties. When you're that age, I don't think you realize the progression of where you are in life. Because when I was in my twenties or th- even thirties, like if a, if apartment's cool, it's a cool apartment. Like, like you're at a different stage now. I guess like cool I, apartment doesn't mean anything to you. I'm I'm want I want that sweet house eventually, and this is yeah. a great sort of step where yeah. I, okay I'm I'm sort of proud of this place. It's like around um, around here, <clears throat> that's it's a reasonable jump up because yeah. of the cost of everything. Right, right. So you know I think it's a good step forward. If it works out, we'll find out. And it was meant to be, and I hope happiness yeah, like, comes along with it. I have a question: What drew you to this place in the first place? Saw it on Zillow. It was Drew, that, that property brother? Yeah. Drew. Saw it on Zillow. Looked <laughs> yeah. dope. Jordan's like, oh, I had friends that lived in this building. I know this building. This is a dope building. All these units are nice. Okay, cool. So it, you, were, you were... Capture that initial excitement. Reached out and they're like, oh, it's under, it's under contract. Sorry. Yeah, we got a pretty sweet offer, cash offer. Sorry. Cash Dude, like, that me? like a few weeks later, it was back on the market again. Went to see it. Thought it was really cool. Oh, oh the sweet. Oh, we got a cash offer for $50,000 more than oh, wow. an asking price. Oh, uh, well, I guess I lost my chance here. Fuck. Called the real estate agent again and said, hey, look, I'm just throwing this out there because I really liked it. If it falls through for whatever reason, again, you know, contact me. Yeah, no problem. Two days later, she called me up. She's like, look, we haven't even gone through an inspe- inspection yet. If you're still interested, they decided on something else. Hmm. Oh, okay. Three times now. You know, went there with Jordan to see it. She liked it. Uh, Melody, like I said, thinks her bedroom would be cool. And she's stoked about it. The area, I'm not that thrilled about because it's a main drag. But again, it's just a condo. It's not like my home. And I thought about that. It's available now. So that's it. That's how I ended up here. I saw it online. went to see it. Liked it. Got a chance to get it and threw the offer in. Look, I thought it, about might, it might not even happen, but I think there's a strong chance it will. I thought about that recently when it comes to main road, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something you personally care about or something our parents' generation made you think like you don't want to do? That's you ever think one. that sometimes? Like, yeah. I think about that sometimes. Like, but don't you like neighborhood feel? Yeah, yeah of course. But I'm saying if, I was, if, I was, if it was a house, yes. If it's a condo and, the, and like your front door isn't the street that way. Like you're on the you're on the top level, right? Where in the new place? Yeah, in the place you would get. Yeah, it's top level. So it's not like you're walking from the street to your door. It's not. It's not like you're playing wiffle ball in the driveway. Top, you're top a fucking shelf, a grown man. Top shelf, top bro. shelf, bro. Yeah, this so place is go. sweet. All right, all right. So that's the update. Apprehension. It happens, but you got to move forward, and, and you it's can't not. Let that, it's not just real estate. Like yeah. you said, it's it's. Uh, you can't let that stop you. Anything that's burnt you in the past. Moving for a job. Uh, dating a girl that's but done here, done you dirty. Here's uh, the thing. Though, too. Here's the. Would it be the the dichotomy spot? Is that the word I'm Ooh, looking sure. for? Break out the words. Dichotomy. Thank you, Mike Tyson. He has an extreme vocabulary. <laughs> Dependent. Stephen A., what is it? It's dichotomy. Thank, Thank you. you Blasphemous. Thank you, Stephen A. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen A. Spot dichotomy. Sure. Like, I got all these actual thoughts and feelings, right? Yeah. Where I'm sure Jordan has her reservations. You know, she's thinking, like, I'm not even married. I'm fucking getting a place with this dude and all that. She has her own. Don't get me wrong, right? But she doesn't have the ones that I have. 
So I got the nervous farts uh, tossing and turning while she's just sort of moseying in her way. I use moseying lightly. Everybody's got their thoughts. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have the thoughts or experience that I have. You know? No. So I could explain them to her. She's never really going to understand because she's not me. So that's a, a weird sort of balance. And it makes me look less appealing as a result because I have to do everything like with apprehension as opposed to with gusto. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, listen, I get it. You're in a relationship and you want to look strong and secure and all that. Well, you but, wanna be, but, but, but you want to be confident I, I in all your you, decisions. Like, it's very tough once you I think go you, through that because well, the first time around you go through things blindly. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it, times, man. That's and, the and, house. And, I'm and doing it. It's not just... Jordan, it, it was with your ex-wife, it was with other girlfriends. Sometimes I feel like, Spot, you could probably back me up, or not. Don't you feel like Cavino has this, like, t- like he doesn't want to look vulnerable in front of the person he's with. Like, you always talk about, like, I want right. her to see me this way, I want her to see me this way. Like, this way, like, you know, because like, I'm yeah. forced to, he doesn't, I'm forced like, to divulge you know, my feelings. Yeah, he doesn't let people see his flat cheeks. conscious things. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, These but are, exactly. like, subconscious. When we talk about why I don't let a woman <laughs> see my acorn, we break it down so these are things that are revealed. Do I consciously think that way? No, not at all. Yeah, but what I'm saying when is... When you ask me why don't I ever let Jordan see my flappy ass cheeks... These are things that, that come up because, oh, I don't like seeing, being seen vulnerable. Uh, yo, when's the last time you cried? I don't know, never. Oh, you must not like being vulnerable. But, like, I mean, I don't know. Perhaps but, you're right, but, but, but it's not an attractive is, quality. It, you, no, I think what you're saying is no. the not attractive quality where you're like, no, because those life experiences have nothing to do with the scenario I'm in right now. So, like, Jordan doesn't want to hear that I'm apprehensive because of... My divorce? She doesn't give a fuck about that. But if you she open, knows the story, but, but, but why you, should that affect her? But if you opened up and were vulnerable, opposed to like oh, trying to keep this tough facade, of, and of, then you of, look like a, of course I open. You look up. like a tough guy. You think I don't? You think that this is all your own misconception? Okay, I feel like you're, you're like tough Dave guy. misconception. Okay, I feel like you're you the think, tough guy. You think Jordan's hearing this for the first time on the radio and say, "Oh, that's why he was up all night with the nervous farts." She absolutely knows. No, I feel like you're and the, you look like a mm. fucking puto. Trust me. I feel like you're the tough guy no. trying to hold back your I'm tears. I'm the exact opposite. Okay, it's a, so. it's a non-attractive quality, but I'm telling you where it stems from. Okay. Uh, Here, hold the teddy bear and share your feelings. Yeah, exactly. Like it, Rich couldn't be more wrong on that. Um, that's the facade that maybe you see because I don't want to talk about those things all the time. But here on the radio, I'm telling you, there's a feeling of apprehension in a lot of things I do. But that's where it comes from. At least I'm smart enough to know. Like, yeah, that's where it comes from. It's not that I'm a bad decision maker. It's not that I need everyone's approval. It's like, yo, life fucking kicked me in the balls. Like, help me, like, not get kicked in the balls again. That's all it is. Oh, by the way, people, so are, also, just explaining. Uh, people are also saying they never read all the DocuSign stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, but this is different, right? This is, this is a house that seems too good to be true or a condo well, that seems too well, good to be true. So why is it too good to be true? Let me look through this and fine ask, print. Ask me this. Well, actually, I think I have, an, I think I have your answer. Every, every other thing I do not DocuSign. You, I do you, not read. You said something that struck me interesting. Struck, uh, struck, uh, struck, struck something interesting. Is there, is there a very inquisitive on what you spoke I'm of? I'm inquisitive of something you said. Yes. You said their agent. Who's your agent? None now. Yeah, no, no, no. I already investigated this. Trust oh, but what me. I'm I saying... Got, I have a, someone still on my team. And, you're doing oh, a dual agency? No, 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 no. 
I know where you're going. Well, I'm saying someone's double sign, dipping. Like, no, they no, want no. The, the best the no, offer for their I don't, client. I, don't I, don't care, I know all no, about this. I don't care about the double dip agent situation. You know, I have someone fighting my okay. fight and looking into it for right, me. What I'm saying is like my agent. Yeah. I'm not saying she's the best. I'm just saying my agent has made has me know. Has your best interest. No, has mind. made me know like, hey, listen, we could always put an offer. Here's your opportunities to back out if it's not right. Here's your this. Right. We're going to make sure this is in the thing. If you're dealing with solely their agent, mm-hmm. that docu shit sign will the docu sign shit will leave out anything favoring you. So make sure. Yeah, I gotta look it over. You closely. need someone. You need someone on your side. Who you need your agent. And I think you dealt with their agent. I got so. seven on my side, bro. Yeah. Um. No, I have does someone that make, else. Does that make sense to you? Looking things yeah, over. Of course. And uh, Jordan's one of those stickler types. You know, she's like, I, she could be a Karen in the making, but I'm doing my best to not. <laughs> Right? You love uh, carrots. No, no, no. I'm just joking. But she is like very meticulous, ridiculous about being meticulous with stuff like that. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. I'm going to read through it, go through it, <laughs> figure it out. And that's my story, right. guys. And you're sticking to it. And I'm sticking to it. But <clears throat> give me some Mark Morrison. Because like I said, I gave you the nervous side of things, the apprehension. On the flip side of things, don't think my penis doesn't grow three inches when I think of where I'm going. Uh, return of the Mac, full circle. Mike hit us up. Last time I was selling and buying a new house, at the same time, I was a whimpering pussy. Yeah, there's a feeling of sadness from leaving the place that I don't even like that or, much. Or just people get emotional and they get yeah. nervous about big decisions. Return of the Mac, bro. Oh. Spot, turn, turn the music off a second. When you sign the DocuSign, mm. you know it says uh, seller, but make sure you don't sign where it says sucker signature. Hey. Oh, people are, people are saying that. Just make sure that. Okay, I won't. Steve, for once listen to Rich. Communication and honesty is the foundation of a Shut true relationship. Up. Tell that dummy to not listen to Rich. Jordan knows <laughs> You're entirely, not vulnerable. She knows entirely too much. I'm extremely vulnerable to the point where she's like, I know enough. Like, Bro. you couldn't be more wrong about it. Right, maybe I'm wrong. All right. Uh, couldn't be. No, I'm saying to us, you always seem to care what the women you're dating think, but like way into because a relationship. I talk to you about that shit. I don't fucking strut around like discussing these things. It's very noticeable. No, I'll give you an example. We go on a business trip before COVID, when the world was normal. If you invited your girl on the business trip and the hotel wasn't great, you'd be like, yo, bro, like, what is she going to think of this room? And in yeah, my mind, it looks like we're treated like peasants. But, 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 it, but in my mind, it's Who like, wants that? but in my mind, like, bro, you're talking about when I first started dating Jordan. It's a terrible example. These are things that you notice because you've been in a marriage for 10 years. I was, I was over 10 years. Yeah, I was I, just dating Jordan, and they stuck us in the weakest fucking hotel on a business trip. So I'm like, yo, she's going to think I roll like a fucking uh, weak ass. So that's, that's very specific. Um, I. Something's got to be fucked up, so make sure the home inspection. way too much. Something's got to be fucked up with the home inspection, so please keep on top of that, Kavino. Maybe, maybe you're just getting lucky, but if something's wrong with the home inspection, yeah. you get your own private home inspection. Don't. don't Probably bodies in the floor. No, like if they if they recommend it to sellers, like, well, here's our inspector. Have your agent. Now, Jordan and I already talked about that. We got to get our own inspector, not like their inspector or Ga- something like that. Gadget. Yeah, Gadget. yeah, inspector. Uh, yeah, professor. What's his first name? What's his first name? Gadget professor. Inspector Gadget's first name. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. You heard my story. 
You heard my story. <laughs> are, you, are you writing a letter to the seller? Unnecessary. He's the only buyer. First housewarming gift for Cavino. Get the guy a fucking normal-sized grill. You know what? The guy offered to leave his grill. <laughs> and uh, I think I denied it. I'm like, oh, I got my own. Thanks. <laughs> Keep that bad boy. Oh, apparently. Oh, in the film starring Matthew Broderick. Which was not that bad, actually. I saw it recently. His name Pretty was good. John Brown. John Brown. Inspector Gadget. You don't mess Brown. around. You don't mess around. By the way, DocuSign? Yeah. Not to be all over the place, but... Uh, Fantastic. Change the game. Do you know, it's it's one of those stocks that my dad months ago was like, oh, how much should I put it? I, I know my dad's invested in it, but I think he's mad that he didn't put in more. If you go back to like, when do you feel like, what, when do you envision shit going bad? March? Yeah, it was around March. Right, March. So you go back to March, DocuSign was like $75, $80. It went as high as two sixty five. Now it's down to like two twenty five. But DocuSign, like if you had the vision to be like, well, we're all going to be at home, so everything we're signing professionally, whether it be paperwork, legal work, anything, everyone's using DocuSign. The stock for DocuSign almost tripled. But we didn't have the I vision. Wish I invested in DocuSign because I need money on on, on decorations <laughs> for this new place I'm in. Oh, by the you way, ever see that Woody Allen movie? I don't know what movie it is, and I know you're not a big Woody Allen guy. I know you're I more know, of a. I don't know, fucking. I, I'm a more of a Tim Allen guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love Woody Allen movies. You're more of a Dumb and Dumber guy. I What's get it. One? But there's a Woody Allen movie where he goes in some guy's house, and it's a really sleek, modern house, and he has chairs, but they're sh- they're just bars shaped like chairs. And he has to sit like uh. with his ass, his like the bar going through his ass, <laughs> just because the place is so modern. You know, I have to buy like very modern furniture to go along with the built-in design of the. Does, does it have a fireplace place. with little with uh, with like glowing rocks at the bottom, like that type of vibe? It has a fucking chandelier out of Savorsky crystals. Uh, I, I'm not even joking. You. <laughs> yeah, what movie? I think that's the one. Spot. This one? Yeah, is that a Sleeper? 1973. Oh. He sits on a chair, and it, it, there's no like cushions. It's just the a, a, a bar, me- a metal bar, a metal bar in the shape of a chair. So he has to have his ass crack like in uh, in the bar or the bar in his ass crack. All right, so I have to buy really cool snazzy, oh, no, no, no. snazzy he, things. He, here's my question. I need a robot. Uh, here's my question for you. Yeah, and this is uh, not just you; it's for anyone. I don't think this is when you when you buy a new property or when you first remember when you first move out of your college dorm or your parents' house and you get your first place. Are you leaving yourself enough money to decorate? Because a lot of people like yeah, they put their that's the what I'm saying. They put they, they put their nest egg. You don't need their, everything no, right away. No, but right? they put their nest egg towards their house, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh shit, we left no money for, to furnish this place." So all of a sudden it's like you have this yeah. sweet new place, and you're sitting on lawn chairs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like the guy who lives in the place I'm in now has the sleekest like yeah. Natuzzi leather Italian leather couch, right? I'm I'm bringing my shitty fucking Macy's couch in there no, that's not that we've been couch. well we've been farting on it for the past you know six months oh true. there it is that's the chair I need two bathrooms yes yes of course come on in and sit down come on in here and you just sit right down here you little cutie I need that chair for my new place <laughs> it's, like it's, just, it's just a Paul <laughs> <laughs> I need that chair that's how sassy my place is Let's go to Keith in Nashville. What's hey, up, Keith? What's You're up, on the Keith? show. Good to hear you from Condoms. you, man. What's up? Hey, guys. Kavino, two questions. Or first off, congratulations. That I, you know, I'll be rooting for you. I hope everything goes through. Yeah, don't congratulate uh, me until I get it. But thank you, man. 
have you gotten a candle to burn as a patron saint of uh, house buying? Remember how you buried one or whatnot? I should. Sell your house? It was a statue. I was in such a desperate scenario. I buried the St. Joe, I believe, statue, the saint of property and real estate, and, and prayed to him every night. And it sold finally after I buried it in front of the house two weeks later. Yeah. So, no, I have not, but I still have St. Joe, and I will bring him into my new place for good blessings. Oh, Kavina, did you – I'm the reading your uh, – Oh, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Keith. I'm sorry. sorry. Are you going to be parking uh, – backing in now, now that you think you're better than us? <laughs> Probably. Not, yeah, this, this place deserves to be backed into. Is that right. parking? Yeah. yeah. Is your guest parking? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm reading your agreement here. Everything looks good. Everything looks good in Thanks, your Steve. everything looks good in your DocuSign thing here, except for houses built on the center of SAF. Hold on, let me look this up. SAF, SAF, SAF. San Andreas Fault. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's built. Oh, it's built. Oh, it's built. <laughs> I knew there was something. Oh, it's right on an earthquake line. Okay, that's it. Got it. <laughs> Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk One Hundred Three. You ever think about like I'm looking at Andy Reid, right? He's on top of the list. I think about him all the time. Points per game against Belichick teams. Yeah, well, they're playing he's, next week. They're playing yeah. the Patriots. Next he's week. got the Super Bowl ring now, but he went his whole fucking career as a coach without a ring, what right? Did they, did they say anything about Andy Reid on that like meme thread where Andy Reid looks like someone? Yeah, Andy Reid looks like they said, I think, was it Andy Reid looks like? The Donuts. The, the guy, oh, the guy the that wiggles his fingers over a box of donuts. Yeah, Andy Reid looks like the guy that wiggles his fingers over a box of donuts at the work. At, at work. Says, Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> he does. He does, <laughs> does look like that yeah. guy, for sure. Not to be confused with Bruce Arians, who looks like the guy cutting the prime rib at a wedding buffet. <laughs> I'm totally the Andy Reid. I totally wiggle my fingers over a donut box. He also looks like, um, what's his name from Cocoon? Uh, Wilford Brimley. He looks like Wilford Brimley. In Cocoon. So, Andy Reid, right? You know Wilfred Brimley was like 35 when he filmed Cocoon? Yes, I do know that. It's like a weird fun fact that he was younger than we thought. He wasn't yeah. like Don Amici. Who else is in that movie? Like Don Amici? Don who was Amici. like 95 years old? Hume, yeah. Hume Cr- uh, Cronin. You know who else is in that movie? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. And his hog. The Goots. Who's been on the show. All right, so Andy Reid. Wins his championship, finally. So now he can, like, move on as, hey, he got his ring, and he'll go down as one of the greatest coaches because he was always a great coach, just never won a ring, won a Super Bowl. He had to be on the fence at least one point in his life where he was thinking about calling it a day, no? Because I was thinking about Don Mattingly, too, recently. Don Mattingly, one of my heroes growing up, so it's not a strange, random thought. It's not like I'm saying, you know, I was thinking about uh, Paul Molitor. Thinking about Donnie Baseball. They were talking about him because he's going to the playoffs with the Marlins. There's such a feeling of, man, Don Mattingly was so great and held the torch for so long, but he never won a championship. They're saying, hey, you never know as a coach if the accolades start to stand up because he's arguably NL Coach of the Year bringing the Marlins to the playoffs. If he starts to build up that resume there, you put that in with his Hall of Fame career, he might get into the Hall. So I started thinking, man, it fucking sucks. Don Mattingly, if you don't know the story, guys, 
He was the, the only light for the shitty Yankees my entire childhood, all through the 80s. He was the guy, and I'll never forget this. You know, every team had their guy. We were talking about characters. Back in the 80s spot, they did a better job of this. Oh, I know. The Royals had their George Brett. The Brewers had their Molitor. The Red Sox had their Boggs. The Twins had their Pucket. Right? I mean, you can go on and on all day. Yeah. The, the Mets had their Stra- Hernandez strawberry or the Strawberry. Or, I mean, yeah. the Mets had lots of stars in the 80s. You know, every team had their guy that was an elite player. Give me the team. I'll tell you the guy. Yeah, that's it's, right. It, it's true. And they had their dude, and he was like, you know, the captain or star of the team. Mattingly was that motherfucker. Got a bad back, and I'm sure he could have played one more year. He played well in the playoffs in 95. I think he batted over 400. So he made the playoffs in 95, played his ass off, did great, retired in 96, and then the Yankees went on that run. They won the championship in 96 with Tino Martinez and the new Yankees minus Don Mattingly and then won all those other championships. Dude, he was one motherfucking year away. He would be a Hall of Famer. His whole story would be different if he stuck it out one more year. Yeah, well, he did. And I I think I I bring up Andy Reid, and I'm thinking, man, imagine if he decided to be like, you know what, I, I had my fun, I'm done. He stuck around with the Chiefs, and his whole story changes. Yeah. You know, now he's the guy. He's probably going to win another one. I mean, it's, it, there's a strong chance. Mm-hmm. And he goes from the guy who never won to just like that, his encounter with Pat Mahomes in this squad, to the guy that might have multiple championships before he retires, a legend. Well, So I, I don't know what the takeaway it, it, is there, uh, but it's like just when you're about to give up, maybe if you stick it out just a little longer, it might work to your advantage yeah, but unless also, you're left with the fucking Don Manningly feeling. And there's also How do you live with that? There's also time and place, right? Oh, I have one last like, thought. Like, please, 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 yeah. before I forget. The time, remember time and place. Time and yeah. place. Write it down. Do you think there's a part of Don Manningly that resents not only that decision, but maybe his wife and family were like, you got nothing else to prove, Don. Just hang We need up. you here. The boys are growing. You've done everything you could. You made the playoffs. And Don was like, yeah, but I got one more year in me, honey. And she's like, no, do it for us. You know, you, maybe he did it for someone else. Like, oh. Like the, play, like the player that's like, yeah, I promised my wife I, I'd hang it up. And like then they, the team... <laughs> You know, right? I but told my wife uh, if we didn't win it this year, I'd be done. Like, yeah, but you, you think that fucking stings? You, you could argue, and you could make, as as you know, I love to make the butterfly effect arguments for everything. Don Mattingly leaving that team may have just closed the chapter on the '80s and moved them forward to the '90s. He so, been a role player though, and maybe yeah, they still would have got no, a but, Tino but, Martinez, and he would have been off the bench and still been productive, and yeah, they won then, it with him. Then it sets off a chain of effect, uh, a chain of events of. Well, if they kept on Mattingly, maybe they don't trade for this guy, or they don't make this acquisition, or they don't call up this guy, or they trade this guy. Perhaps. It, the Yankees dominated that decade, the late 90s, early 2000s, because Don Mattingly wasn't there. So. I think they would have been there. I, I mean, it's a great point. Won't deny it. But I think they Time and place would have been there, and he would have been a role player, still been productive, because he was productive the year before. I know he had a bad back. But, you know... You see Andy Reid's career, and it's like, man, yeah, look how that chain of events worked out to his advantage. Like, but it's also unbelievable. It's also time and place, as far as you gotta. It's God's plan, bro. Drake. Bro. Well, man, you could say Drake's. Uh, you could say Drake God's plan all day, because it. You know what? It might be true. It, it's, I'm just saying, it's situations you're put in, right? Like Tom Brady's the greatest 
quote, quarterback of all time, six Super Bowls. I mean, if he's drafted by another team, he may never play. If Drew Brees doesn't, I'm sorry, if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, Tom Brady may not even get a start. He might just be a a, a journeyman backup quarterback that's respected, right? But Andy Reid just happens to coach a team that just keeps falling flat. He's gifted Patrick Mahomes. That doesn't make Andy Reid better. It just, oh, man. Like, look at uh, Phil Jackson. But it justifies all of his hard work and his greatness that he was putting in with the Eagles who couldn't, you know, get it done. Phil Jackson was a was a, a great basketball mind. But he also won one, two, what is it? Five and six, 11. I don't know how many he even won. He, I think he won 11. Phil Jackson. I think he has 11. And as a player, too, another right? Keeps uh, one on his cock. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Phil Champion, Jackson. Championship cock ring. I mean, Phil Jackson was also the guy that was given Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. He calls it his Johnny Cock. And then, because he had that pedigree and that resume, he was able to be, he, he transitioned into, oh, here's Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. So the reality is Phil Jackson won six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers, and what, as a player did he win one? Yeah, he won with the Knicks. Yeah. so I remember he won with the Knicks. What does he have, Spot? How many NBA titles does, pa- uh, does Phil Jackson. Jackson have? Let's see. As a player, two. Oh, so then he has... As head coach, he has 13. 11. <laughs> 13. Yeah, 13. Sick. Yeah. Now... That's a lot of talent, but that's also a lot of... like. I'll give you the best example. Your boy, Joe Torre. Joe Torre was like the shittiest manager in baseball. It just wasn't the right place or the right time. Then all of a sudden, the Yankees start coming into their own. Buck Showalter sort of builds that team. And then they're like, uh, you're out. Here's Joe, Joe Torre. Old sourpuss old, Buck Showalter. Old sourpuss is Joe more Torre. A, is there more a sourpuss face than, than Buck, Buck Showalter? But then old-ass Joe Torre comes in there. And looks like he's the greatest manager of all time. Meanwhile, before that, he was like a, an under 500 manager. Yeah. And then he retires, right? Leaves the Yankees. Comes back for the Dodgers. Couldn't do shit. It just shows that, like, you know, Don, Joe Torre yeah, was you're, great. You're going back to my original point. Joe Torre was great. this conversation at the time and place. But Joe Torre stuck it out. He got retired. Stuck it out. But he's Joe, 105 years old in but, 96. But, but Joe Torre, yeah, he could have walked away in the 80s or so and said, uh, you know, I tried managing. It wasn't for me. He stuck it out one. But then it just shows you he tried to do it again. I always think the most overrated, you can think I'm wrong. I think the most overrated coach in football is Bill Parcells. Because he, so, he was so electric with the Giants in the 80s being held up by LT and Phil Simms on his shoulders. And everyone's like, Big tuna? Everyone's like, Bill Parcells. Never won with any other team. But he was, he was a good coach. But it's... Uh, it's like a reputation. I know, but there, there's something more there of like, just when you're going to quit, if you just hung out a little longer, you never know. Could have went on that championship run. Is there something to be said about relationships as well, you know, or that job? Like you could say Andy Reid. Or anything. Like you, you just don't know. You could you know, say. Or if, if you, you know, that party, you were quick to leave. Maybe if you stayed a little longer. You would have you met your wife. Midget, you would have met midget. the fucking love of your life. Yeah, that's true. the midget show up. I mean, sorry. The think, think of how many people say, oh, I was at this party I wasn't supposed to be at, and I met the love of my life. Right. Maybe you went to that party, yeah. and 
You left five minutes early, and you, you and you're married to a witch, and you would have been, yeah. and you would have missed the love of your and, life. And then she walks in minutes later, and you just fucking missed you it. You missed your That's story. That's what happened to Don Manning. You missed your story. And Andy Reid has a totally different well, story. Andy Reid. How do you know how Andy, the story would have played out? Andy Reid makes a Andy Reid hit us up, and he makes a great point. He goes, "Shut the fuck up, fellas. I'm enjoying this now." Uh, <laughs> Rocket Dog hit us up saying Andy Reid should be thanking Chicago, the Bears, because if they didn't choose Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes in the draft. And people that passed on Mahomes, Andy Reid would be coaching a very good Alex Smith, most likely, because Alex Smith wouldn't have went to Washington, wouldn't have broke his leg. Alex Smith probably would have still been your solid quarterback in Kansas City, but not at this level. Right, right. So Andy Reid would have been a lifer NFL coach that was good, but he was gifted Patrick Mahomes. Hey, every great if coach. If you're about to quit something. Or make a move. Maybe if you stick it out a little longer, it could work to your advantage. Was my point here, dude? It's uh, like, like Spot. Like let's say you you get frustrated with your diet. How do you know, Spot? And you have made great progress behind the scenes. Spot is down thirty pounds. I right? noticed, but you like don't. Right. It's not that I don't notice. Don't what a fucking it. douche thing to say. You don't know. I said I never thought he was gaining weight to yeah, begin with. That's what I've I don't understand. I never fucking said that. I didn't notice. I said I didn't notice that you were fat. That's what I said. There's a huge difference between he what I just said and what you weight. just said. He doesn't see weight. You know how some people don't see... No, but what Rich just said made so it seem like color, I'm not giving you credit. Weight. I'm uh, saying I didn't think you were that big zero to lose 30 pounds. Spot was a tub of goo. Um, and now he looks, like an, he looks like an atlas. So, yeah. you know, looks like Dino Bravo, the wrestler. Who's to say, Spot? <laughs> I'm very you know, barrel-chested. You were, you were getting frustrated because you weren't seeing the results, right? You, you've put a month or two into this. You weren't seeing any progress. I, I, Let's say, you know, people do that all the time. They're like, you know what? This shit ain't worth it. It's not working. But if they stuck it out just one or two more weeks, yeah. that's when it started kicking in and you start seeing results. I say that you, all the time. You can't I feel- quit shit, man. Don Manningly, if you played one more year, dude. You wouldn't have to be fucking sucking Marlon Dick. Yeah, I feel the like, end. I feel like I'm plateauing. Yeah. Do I just give it all up? Don Mattingly. Yeah, Don, Mattingly. Don Mattingly. He he could be a Hall of Famer because he's he going to win he manager managed, of the year. He managed now. the Dodgers and stunk. Yeah, and could have just said hey, the same for me. I, they gave me the L.A. job and I sucked. It's actually considered really bad. But then about, he, but then he must have said about us. You know? Yeah. So the end. Just a random thought. I, I saw Andy Reid on TV, and I thought, man, I like this your, guy turned his his whole legacy around. I think you know, in a matter of a few years, you just ruined everyone's day. Why? Stick it out. No, no, you just about no, you, 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 you ruined every you ruined everyone's day by thing. Every guy out there that was that's in a miserable relationship or single. How do you know if you didn't stick it out? Just a few more months, man. You know, a few more months. Not saying that this was the the reason. I'm not at all. Right? There was many many reasons. Yeah. But I remember telling my, my ex, like, yo, I noticed ESPN gig is right around the corner. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I know this is going to happen. I believe it. I've manifested it. I know it. It's going to change everything because we're going to have more money. That's less pressure. That's less hassle and headache. I know it. I, I met my current girlfriend with the same understanding. This is right around the corner. You know, it's going to happen. I know it. I've been looking around yeah, the corner but for like, I don't think that's the reason. Years I don't think that's the, the point reason. is, yeah. no, I said, I established oh, no. this point. This is not the reason. I'm just saying, you know, who's to say that you didn't jump ship too early because those changes were right around the corner. Yeah, those differences I'm, were right there. That's why I'm afraid to leave the show. I'm waiting for it to pop. Yeah, this shit might fucking pop as soon as you leave, Spot. Or maybe it'll pop because I left. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I thought that too. That, that's Rich's theory. That's Rich's that's, theory. That is. That's more you of the you can butterfly effect. I see right through you. That's, no, no. that's no, no. Rich's not theory. Not you, Spot. I'm saying. No, I see but right But that's the you. Mattingly tie-in that you yeah. said. Well, who's to say if he stood around? Well, it's... it's uh, 
I think what I'm saying when I said you ruined people's day, not that you stuck it out longer, just the chance encounters. Because you're right, everyone, everyone that met their wife or girlfriend or husband or whatever the case may be, boyfriend, everyone that met the person that they are happy with, so many of them have a dumb story like, I was at a bar that I never thought I'd go to, and there he was. Yeah, my buddy dragged me out, and uh, I usually don't go out on Thursdays, and there she was. Everyone's got some story like, I was at a wedding that I didn't plan on going to. A lot of people have those stories, and that's when I met them. So think, if you're alone, maybe that perfect person was at something you passed on. Yeah, it's true. What a miserable thought. Yep. Smart, do you you feel the misery in that thought? Of course, but you can't think, you can't live your life like that. Imagine you're like, imagine you're 40 and single, and it's like, your story should have been, I was uh, at the bar when I was 32, and there she was, but that night you, you said, eh, I'm going to sit home and jerk off instead. That's why, I, that's why I'm drawn to the movie <laughs> Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors is a great movie. That's how he has a butterfly effect. It's a movie, fantastic right? movie. Like One simple thing can change your, the entire course of your life. Well, props to Andy Reid. I don't need to harp on it anymore. I think about that. You know what I think about uh, stupidly? I think about terrible stuff like Maybe that all the Andy time. Maybe if Andy Reid shaved his mustache, he'd have a completely different life. You ever, th- you ever think about... Uh, when you drive somewhere or go somewhere, you're like, like if something happens to me now, it shouldn't happen because I'm not even supposed to be here. Or you drive home one way that you don't usually drive home. And you're like, dude, if I get a fucking car accident right now, it's because I'm going the way I'm not supposed to be going. That, hey, to tie into what Spot said too. Let's say we're putting all this pressure on Spot to shave his beard. He's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride it out for like another six weeks. I'm going to go through the winter with it. But like, Spot, shave your fucking beard. Even your wife's like, shave your beard, Spot. I'm sick of your beard. Spot's like, you know what? Winter time's coming. Maybe I'll shave it summertime. Why would I shave it now? He sticks it out. He goes to the mall, and they're casting like and Johnny a live- Calabasas is it? Yeah, and, and Johnny Calabasas. We're yeah. casting a live action Frosty the Snowman. You'd be a per- uh, Rudolph the Reindeer. You'd be a perfect Yukon <laughs> Cornelius. <laughs> then you hit Hollywood yes. because you held onto the beard just yeah, a little longer. Yeah. You know, I don't think you that didn't quit the beard. Cross my mind walking around L.A. where I'm like walking by some uh, some shoot some uh, film shoot. I'm like, we need a big, beardy, burly guy. I'm like, <laughs> now's my time. Hey, stick it out, that's man. How, that's there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of like, frail pussies in this town. Stick it out. And they're like, where can we find a big, burly, bearded hey, guy? Remember this, guys. Here's the lesson of the day, and we can move on. Stick it out. Whatever it is. Whether it be your relationship, frail pussy, oh, your job, stale pussy. whether it be your beard, whether it be your diet, stick it out. You know why? Because Don Manningly didn't. And I know he had a bad back. But he was good enough to play in 95. All your favorite, I think he was good, good enough to play in 96. All your favorite people had back issues, huh? Mike Tyson, Don yeah. Mattingly. Look you? Me. You. Yeah. Yeah. Me. How's your yeah. back, by the way? Spinal. Um, well, you can see I'm sitting like all Correct. straight and weird. Yeah. Uh, Chiropractor it, helping at all? It's helping a lot. I got to go again today. I'm getting temporary relief. Now we're trying to rebuild muscle memory so where it stops pulling back the wrong way and just <laughs> stays the right way now. I'm but not, yeah, it's much, much better. It laughing, still hurts. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing in my mind at something I said to Spot the other day on our ride home. I said, I feel like most of my aches and pains come from when I'm most active. Like when, like when During the beginning of this quarantine, when I was at my laziest and I was like, man, guys, the dad bod's setting in. I'm like not feeling good. I didn't have any aches and pains. And like I start working out again, start doing more cardio. I feel like better than I have, but I got aches and pains. So I'm like, I almost feel like aches and pains go along with, yeah, it's like working out. Where when you get to a certain age, if you want to like be in shape, you're gonna be in pain all the time. No, I I feel like 
So you're what you're saying is you feel better when you're not working out because yeah. now you're just in pain. When when I work out, if I'm if I'm doing push-ups, ropes, doing you know, if I'm doing everything I need to do to be in my best shape, do, and I feel like I'm looking good, I'm feeling good, I'm sore. Like I'm just always some type of ah, my shoulder, I'm achy, ah, my back. When they're like there was like a five, maybe like a four to six week period where I did like minimal anything. No pain. Oh, it's no probably pain. my loosest and like hey, oh, rich. No pain. No gain. Okay. No, I guess that really is true. I've let me tell you, I started this uh, program 13 weeks ago. How much weight did you lose? Even though Kavino didn't notice, we said it already. Like 25 pounds. 25 I pounds. Notice. I said I never noticed he was that fat. You're, in fact, what you're saying is way more rude than what I was saying. I hope you know that. Yeah, I told you, Kavino doesn't see weight, but I've been in pain for 13 weeks. No, I see weight. I just didn't think you were getting fat. But I'm you, building muscles. So yeah, props, man. I'm, I'm developing muscles I never see, thought I had. You can't see that he was I have like tubby, sh- and now he has like his arms are like giving a little definition. Yes, you can't see this. Look at that. Fucking so look try. at his triceps. Spot's got triceps Touch for the first time since I've Touch known it. him. Let me say this one more Touch time. Touch it. I'm not saying I don't see that it's he dense. looks good. Yeah, I never saw that he was looking that it's bad. This side's not as bad. This side's not as good. I got chest muscles developing. I'm like, what are these muscles? I didn't know I could have muscles. Of course, they're still under a nice thick layer of goo, but it's getting thinner. You should try some steps. They're good on you. Some what? Triceps. Oh, good. Triceps. <laughs> triceps look good. He's flexing his triceps here. Look at you, Spotty. So well, good for Spot. Hey, enjoy your day one. Stick it out. Be the next Andy Reid. Yeah, be the next Don Mattingly or Andy Reid. Think about it. You want to quit, right? It's like my radio story. I wanted to quit. I was ready to quit, and then I got this talk radio gig. You want to quit? How do you know that you're not like fucking days away from that big promotion? Your partner, but do you as as they do in every show? But do you have you're to so close s- to being partner? Yeah, but you could always say that. It's like <laughs> you're so close to being partner. You're, and then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm leaving this place." You could you just stuck it out. How do you know? But you're so close to being partner. Fucking the the other, presentation's Thursday, the other, Johnson. The other guy died, and you step right in. Could take it back to the our conversation at the beginning of the show, <laughs> gambling or betting or any of that stuff, or like the stock market. How do you know? Like you don't sell right before the strike price. I'll tell you how you know. Don Mattingly. But don't you need to set time limits and restrictions for yourself? You can't you can't be in a rut your entire life. Yeah, that's like saying at a dead I mean, end job being like, way, what if but... tomorrow's the day? Yeah, you can't... I'm just saying if you before have... you know, you wake up and you're fucking right. uh, Don Mattingly must Wilford have Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. Right? He must have known. It wasn't an easy decision. That guy bleeds and shits baseball. That guy is Donnie baseball, right? So he must have known. It just got me to think this. If you're on that fence like and the, there is doubt like the Mexican like kid. The Mexican hanging, kid got stuck. Then that, I think yeah. that's the sign of, of saying, no, nah, I guess I got to continue. All right. What about, well, you know, you could say that about everything, including life. Spot, I know you're, you come from a long line of... Uh, Sorges. A long line of candle makers and... I do. Belvedere's. Belvedere's. And also emergency workers, like your sister is an EMT. My right? sister's a nurse. My brother's um, a paramedic. Yeah, paramedics. Everyone's involved in that world. I've heard so many people argue about, like, how do you know when someone's dead the minute someone gives up? Like, what if they would have pumped, like, three more times? Like, like, like one more round of compressions. Like, aren't there stories where they yeah. did it one more time and the person comes back? It happens on if, ER all the time. If that, like... I think about it. If you're like, time. one, two, three, clear. I don't even know if that's right. What is it, five? What, what, how many times before clear spot? When you're doing, like, the, like when people are pumping a chest. I mean, you can do compressions. No, but do you do one, two, three? One, two, three. Like, what, how do oh, you no, do you, you're, you're Technically, you're supposed to do 30 now. Before you give any breath, but if you have them, like if you have them, you do it until you do it. Get a shockable rhythm. Okay. So let's say you're down there and you're like, pump, pump, ha, ha. 
You're pumping the chest in you. Come on, breathe. Doing the CPR. You're breathing, doing the little in their mouth with the little, was a little balloon bag I see people use. What? Uh, yeah, ambu bag. Now, no one knows that. Say it again. What is it? Ambu bag. An ambu bag. You're doing all this. And the, the, the person, Kavino, the paramedic or the doctor just decides, uh, all right, what's the time? 10.37? All right, dead. Call it. Call it. Call it. What if the person was like, one more time, and then it was like, boop, boop, boop. What? Oh, my God, we got, we got a pulse. It's a miracle. Like, that's, that's, a crazy, that's a crazy thought, too. Like, when you're like, well, when do you know to give up? I always think of that when someone's when an old person or even a young person's well, dying. I also, thing, though, I also think about that when Spot's editing some shit, and I think about that with my daughter and her art or anyone's art. But I even ask her just inquisitively, like, how do you know when you're done? Right, because you could be there all day, like you know. Now I think don't, a little. Don't get in her head and make her a maniac like you. No, I don't want her that's, to. But that, yeah, that's how the do thing. you know when you you're done? To, you how did Bob to, Ross know when he was done? When he had because I thought he was trees. done like so many times. Up, and then at the end, I'm like, oh, oh he had more flowers, oh, yeah. some more happy trees, happy trees. Oh, I didn't know. How do you know when you're done? Oh, he had a shadow in the lake. You know when he was oh. done? When he was happy. You know how many times I was like, oh, don't do that. Oh, but it worked. Bob Ross would have a beautiful painting. You're right. And he'd do something additionally. Oh, and I'm like, oh, why do you need all oh, these? Oh, come oh, on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Putting snow on the roof. Oh, he doesn't need snow. Hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Oh, Bob Ross, you did it again. You motherfucker. The cabin doesn't need a door. Come on. By the way, is that a bragging right? Uh, oh, having a Bob to the chimney? No. Is having he, a Bob is he Ross? Dead? Yeah. How long did he die, Bob Ross? Like fucking 90 something, maybe. Do you think Bob Ross would have ever known that, like, Years at, 1995. Do you think you would have known 25 years after his death, people would have like graphic t-shirts with his face on it and he'd be, almost be like a pop culture, folklore, legend type guy? No, but I saw I saw a meme that was inspiring. It was like, so you want to do a half hour show of you painting pictures? No one's ever going to watch that. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Well, Bob Ross. And you're just going to paint the whole time? Do you know what the inspiration for Bob Ross's paintings were? I've read it, I'm sure. What? Tell me. Remind like me. his dog or something? No, he was in the Air Force. Yes, knew that. He was a master sergeant in the Air Force, and he uh, was stationed in Alaska, where he saw lots of snow and mountains that were inspirations for his paintings. I'm not sure if I remember that, but yeah, pretty cool. But how do you know when you're done? You know, how do you know when you're dead? How much is, it, how much is an original Bob Ross? Not that much. I've looked into him. Look out. Getting one. One day. Bucket list. An original Bob Ross. Original. Bucket list. Authentic novelty. Put it in my office. The average uh, Bob Ross paintings. Not replicas. I want like, that was his painting. Let's see. So they've sold for like 10 grand. It's okay, all good. Not, not terribly. It's all good. I, yeah. I thought it might be more than that. It's all good. But then again, right he, in my he, office. he painted so much. Cavino and Rich. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. <laughs> Just a random question. Please, let's yep. not harp on it, okay? But I'm just throwing this out there because I want your answer. Yeah. Covino and Rich, 866-969-1969, at Covino and Rich. Hi. 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 Jordan wanted McDonald's, so you make that quick run, right? Oh, yeah. They got how? those new spicy McNuggets. I, uh, she orders her, like, how know, kid's meal. How right. How does she stay 112 pounds? Because she's, she's in her 20s. Yeah. Like, when does that Let her enjoy it while she can. She's, got, yeah. like, she's in her like, 20s. She's like, either going to change her diet or Camino's going to have a fat right. girlfriend. Right. Right. You don't think that I drive by <laughs> In-N-Out. What if the other one happened? You don't, you don't think that I don't drive by In-N-Out. Let's not have the debate what's better. But you don't think I don't drive by like a place like that, and I'm like, man, I really want that. But you, know, you know what triggers in my head? I can't. I mean, she also has a giant Pilates reformer in our dining yeah. room. She so. works out, and she's in her 20s. But right. 
Do you remember when you first met me? I had a six pack. Really? To- yeah, of dingling beer. <laughs> so it, it's made in uh, Pennsylvania. Archie, is that hard to believe? You fuck. <laughs> dingling beer. <laughs> yeah, but abs on a skinny dweebus don't count. Is that so hard to believe? You jerk off. It's like it's like tits on a fat oh, person. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Abs on a skinny guy is like it's, it's, it's just like big, question. It's I, like big boobs on a fat girl. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. You know, prolong this. This random yeah. question can be answered in three seconds. Yeah. Is it me or every time you go through a drive-through, not only do they fuck it up, right, and get something wrong? It's just like always. But when you ask them for ketchup, you either get usually too little because there's like the fucking ketchup stingy person, or like entirely too much. It's never the right amount ever. Like, I've never gotten the suffice amount of, like, catch. You know what? Like, this guy nailed it. He gave me six or five. It's either some fucking asshole gives me two, right? Or some dude is like, you want catch up? And he gives me fucking 30 packs. And it's like, all right, dude, slow down. I don't need this many extra ketchup packets. What is the proper number? Because I'm going to ask for that specifically next time. Because I'm so sick, it's always one or the other. Mark my words. You never get just the right amount. Or maybe it's a mental thing. No. I Maybe I do, and I'm like, you know what? I think I might need more. <laughs> it's, it's either one or the other. Either I go to, uh, you go to Chick-fil-A, you some and, and, they give, and, they give, and they give you like one Chick-fil-A yeah. sauce, and I'm like, like who uses this one? And, or, no, 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 or, no, no, no. or you get or, some dude who's so like over it and over you. He's I, like, here's 30, jerk. Get out of my face. And by the way, one place, when they overgive me, I'm happy because on those nice rare occasions, I go to Taco Bell, which I've tried to cut back on. Yeah. I use the hot sauce from Taco Bell. Yeah. How's that going for you? As a uh, as a dipping, like I'll make myself like a grilled chicken. So as the expert, so, Rich, so is it I ever use... just right? No, it's never right. It's I just, never right. But I keep the hot sauces now because I'm like, fuck it. I like Taco Bell hot sauce, so I'll make myself a little grilled chicken sandwich. So the more they give little... you, the merrier. Yeah, but they never give you like four. Right, they give so, you one. But what or is thirty? What is the if we were to decide today as a show the number of ketchup packets that. That would require you to just drive off happy. Five. I think five or six. Five? I'm right there. I'm thinking because, five, too. Because if you get a large fry, if you get a large fry, think of the little. It's like, it's one squirt, squirt, Yeah, squirt, it's squirt. not that much. I'm but mark my words, you it, never get five. If you go you to, will get two eight. or fucking like ten. I think if you go it's to... Like, oh, dude, chill. When I said I needed more, I only needed like two more. I didn't need you on. to aggressively throw 30 of them at me. If, if you go to five guys i'll just give a different example okay when you go to five guys you have the little plastic cups of ketchup i think two full cups of ketchup is good two little no but you know how you you yeah you do your own ketchup i All think right, two cups because one cup is for your dip and a fries and the other one's for a little burger dip or burger spray what you have like an answer spot okay. it's just it's, just, it's almost <laughs> comedy to me though like i Hold this on. woman you did not want to give me extra last night she said i was like hey yeah, can we get ketchup she gave me three packs so I said, can I get some more? She totally ignored me. I sat there each, until they gave me more. Each packet of ketchup holds eight grams of ketchup, okay? Okay. You can fill an entire bottle of ketchup with 50 packets, according to this uh, study I'm looking at, according to this uh, test that someone did. So by that assessment, I think five or six sounds good to me, but let's pick one. I'm going with five because I don't need to be overboard. Five Five Sarah, sounds good. You know why? So next time I'm going to say, just to avoid any confusion, can I get five ketchup packets? Because I never get... It's always... It's so never it's, just it's, right. It's, it's 30 it's or, or one. too much. Yeah. 
It's never so at five. There's one. Uh, if you get five, it's your most fucking lucky day. I promise you. So wait, one. Yeah. So there's one point eight nine tablespoons of ketchup in a packet. So I'm thinking of think of a tablespoon. Okay. So let's see. I'm thinking of. You need like five of those. Yeah, I would say like I would say six. Six is a good number. Nice, but like I don't want to sound six. A, a, you know aggressive. Six, six. But, I, I, but I'm a, you know what? I'm a pick dick one. Cop. Rich, pick one. Five or six. It's five. Not, let's not be wishy washy. Five sounds good. Five. Six is good. I like five. Six. Okay. six sounds like you're getting greedy, right? Yeah. Five. All right. So yeah, and and uh, yeah, can I, and and the fry? Yeah, and can I get five ketchup packets? I'm sorry. What'd you say? Five ketchup packets. Thank you. <laughs> Get yourself six. You always want to okay, have fine. Five. Spot. If you're gonna insist, you always and you're the food guy, fucking more. just let him have it. He, he's really insisting you know on spot? six. Six. Hey, you. Spot. You happy? But so you know happy. what? Fuck the person that gives you three, and fuck the yeah, person that gives you. You know 30. what? I think of I think of going places with you guys, uh, especially you, Rich, because you like licking containers with your finger. You know, I because they don't give you enough sometimes. I'll lick, of, okay, I'll lick the so shit. The truth. I'll lick the shit out of my Chick-fil-A cup when. I order a big waffle fry and a chicken sandwich, and they give me one Chick-fil-A sauce. There's nothing worse than when you go to a restaurant. So you have this this mound of fries, right? Yeah. Think of the average side order of fries. Mm -hmm. A basket of let's call it a basket of fries. Yeah. Some t- they, you know that little tiny they'll give, you a ram- they'll give you a little ramekin. There's of usually a little ramekin, and that ramekin I would have to say is probably filled with three fi- five tablespoons of ketchup. So that's about five packets, okay? It's five to six packets. Well, then, then, the then tiny I need- ones. There's the tiny metal ones. You know those like little cups. Yeah, those are never enough. You need two of those. Yeah, that's the equivalent of of like five to six. So I'm gonna say six. Right. six. Hey, you All know right, what? Spot the food packets. expert. Six. I'll change it to six. Fine I just spot. thought it sounded too much. I will six. go there and I will go in my kitchen right. and measure ketchup right now. I'm retracting my statement. Six ketchup packets. Be very specific because they'll never give you enough or too much. It's never right. Well, I'll tell Ever. you this. I'm a. I'm, I'm a, never. Ha- I'm never satisfied with the amount they give me. Ever. I keep the extra in the cabinet. And I'll tell you why. Everyone has that drawer. Yeah, everybody has the I, I container keep, that I they keep, keep the shit in. That's keep, from the jerk off. That, that and soy said, fuck you and your ketchup. It's that and soy sauce are all in the same container. And Taco Bell hot sauce. And Taco Bell hot sauce. And I have right now. I know. I for fact. I have two Chick Fil A sauces in case they ever forget. I won't lose my mind. Oh, I just threw one out. So. I prefer. Of course, they forgot Jordan's sweet and sour sauce last night. But oh, I, but I, but I did get extra ketchup. I prefer. Oh, it's the best. You know what I prefer? I prefer to keep the extras because I'll when I take it home, I rather the warm room temperature ketchup packs than the ketchup that's in the fridge. Mm, yeah. I okay. Agree. So I, I. Well, hey, I, I feel like some brother man it's different. can take that and use it as a comedy bit if he wanted to. But it really was my observation last Six night. Six packets. Yeah. Did you ever notice? But you never get the motherfucking right amount of ketchup packets. It's true. Even if you do, I think there's a part of you that either wants more or less. Yeah. But six is the magic number. We've decided on it today on the show. If there's any takeaway, it's not about the debate. It's not about Skeletor. It's not about baseball. Six <laughs> ketchup packets should be the title of our show today. That that's, what the, that's what the world needs. I'm on. Oh, wait, I got a break it. from politics. Six ketchup packets. These are the real problems in America. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103. You know how they always say Cooper Manning was the most talented Manning, but yeah. he got hurt? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, if you thought uh, Peyton and, and Eli were good, possibly, you know, two, maybe even Eli, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, their dad, Archie. But you know who the best was supposed to be? Cooper. Yeah. The other somebody got hurt. 
Apparently, Cooper, the one that got hurt, he has a son, Coop Manning. Coop. And my dad was telling me he saw some story about how yeah, they're playing. The no, they're playing. He's going to be like the next huge star of the NFL in like so years to come. He might get his you know fatherly bragging props. That's another thing I think about a lot. Because I think the Yankees threw out a stat, and you know I never got the answer. They're like, which one of uh, Aaron Boone? Which one of the Boonses? I don't know. I don't, maybe it was like which 1996 team of the 1996 Yankees? Which three players? Had sons that played in the bigs or something like that. And I'm like, I can think Prince Field and Cecil. I was going to say Prince and Cecil. And I couldn't think of the other two. And I started thinking about all these athletes and their sons that play. And I saw something about Sharif O'Neal. He was saying that he was born to ball. Right, born to ball. We haven't even seen that. son. We haven't even seen that yet. Right? And there's so many. They were talking about someone else's son, too. Who's bound to be a stud. And I started thinking about all these players. Like, well, think well, about all these. Fernando, about, look at Fernando Tatis Jr. He's better than his dad in my mind already. But you get some of these players who has have sons that are studs in the NBA, and then you have guys like Magic Johnson whose kids don't play well, weren't balling yeah. at all. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like that's such a weird and interesting feeling. I went with Magic Johnson because his son clearly doesn't ball at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he tried to ball and he sucked at it. Yeah. No interest. Right. So I went with that as an example. It was because it was they were talking Lakers. Man, whose son? But either way, I think of all of these things, Rich, all of them. I think about how. But So I yeah, may, Coop I Manning may, is the guy. I, I think, Spot, see if you have any facts on Coop Manning. And, and Peyton's son. Or I don't know. How many yeah, kids does Peyton have? Who knows? They might be terrible, for all we know. But at sports, I, not, I, at, I, not in life. I'm not trying to be foreheads. mean. I do think about my own personal goals on radio and television and the things we do. And then I'm like, you know, there's probably there could be a whole chapter in my life where my daughter or son is doing something on an elite level where all of a sudden that takes over my life. You never know. I mean, what if what if Ben, to, what if ben gets Sarah's family's genes where all her uncles are like six five, and let's say Ben's some athlete, or my daughter is a like a decides she wants to be like a singer or performer or something, and she you never know what your kids are going to become. You think That's Taylor? Cool part. You think Taylor Swift's? Are you sure it's not Arch? Is it Archman? Yeah. It might be Arch. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know it's the dad, yeah. not Coop Manning. Was... I'm sorry, bud. Um, My bad. Yep. It's because I knew it was an abbreviation. I thought it was Coop, but Arch Manning. Now, I think this a lot. When I when I tell you I've had this thought a lot lately, I've been thinking a lot about the money that these dudes oh, make a lot and, and a lot about their their offspring. Because as we get older, we notice these names coming back that we grew up knowing. You're like, oh, shit, that's so-and-so's son or that's so-and-so's kid or I wonder if they're related. You know, you watch the Blue Jays who made the playoffs, props. Half that team is just sons of players that we grew up watching. Biggio, Bichette, Bichette. Guerrero. You know, these are all... Robofet? And someone else. I'm leaving off someone else. But these are all sons Mm -hmm. of players and names that we grew up knowing. Some make it, some don't. Some have it in them, some don't. And I, I, this is a rich theory, but I'll piggyback it to wrap it up. If they don't, you have to blame the person. The mom. Well, it could be the mom that had it, right? Yeah. But, yeah, you have to blame the person that didn't make it into the professional level of that relationship oh, yeah. For, yeah. for their kid not being dominant in that sport. So, for example, if Shaquille O'Neal's son never amounted to much in the NBA – 
you have to figure that it would yeah, you're be the daughter. wife. Right. Now, like, like you, Michael uh, Jordan's kids, you got to blame the wife. Yeah. Now, now uh, the opposite end. Right. If, yeah. my, if my son is like a supreme down. athlete, then you blame me and say, Sarah's genetics took the kid to that height. Because she's got big, uh, big yeah. strapping dudes on her side of the well, family. Sarah's, yeah. Sarah's mom's brothers yeah. are like, Six five, six six, six four. Like they're all big guys. And Sarah's dad's like six two, six three. So they're all big, big fellas. Big Texans. Big Texans. Well, none of them are from Texas. Big they're all ticks. from the. They're all from the Midwest originally. They moved to Texas. Big but Midwestern guys. They're all. They're all big fellas. So if my son's like six three, six four, I'm the one that was uh, not giving him any help. To be honest. So so Arch Manning's the guy. Arch Manning could very well. Be the guy. How old is he, Spock? I mean, look at uh, look at let's see, look at the story of Clay Bellinger. He's class of twenty twenty three in college, which means maybe do math. This year he's a freshman. Cooper yeah. Manning never got a shot. Sixteen could live through his son. Oh, no, sorry, and that would be a great story. I mean, not to necessarily oh, yeah. live through their son, but I mean oh, yeah. that's a part of him. And watching his son excel is going to be very prideful for him. And he never got that thrill, even though his brothers were superstars. Hmm. Clay Bellinger. Clay Bellinger was a, a Yankee utility infielder. I think the only one that liked him was my Aunt Sharon. And look at his son. He never maybe have gotten the glory that he probably strived for, even though he made the big leagues. That's an accomplishment in itself. His son, Cody Bellinger, I mean, think about it. You still get that sense of satisfaction. So you thank the wife? No, not at all. I'm just saying. What do you mean? I don't. Why would you think that he made the big leagues? But, Cody but if yeah, Cody, I mean, but if, but if I, oh, by the way, no, uh, Arch Manning still in high school. Still in high school. They're saying he's going to be the next big thing. Hey, if Cody Bellinger has he already committed to college? Oh, I'm sure the scouts. I mean, Clay Bellinger had the skill same. level enough to make it to the majors, but the moms. So what? Genetics made him better. So no, you thank I'm the not mom. thinking that. I'm just thinking. So when do you he, thank he, the mom, Cavino? When do if you not thank them all? I don't then. think well, why wouldn't I wouldn't say that would be the be all end all deciding factor there. It's then you're having a nature versus nurture question. His kid grew up and his dad was a big leaguer and he's just better than his dad. Which means the mom's it, genetics helped along. I mean, could have. I wouldn't say ne- not necessarily. If my son is six three and a way better athlete than I was, and I was a pretty decent I played yeah. high school sports, I was I was decent. If my kid is any better than I was, then I'd say my wife was the factor in my son you being say, a better athlete. You know, I mean, not necessarily, but you could say there's a possibility if he's bigger because her family was bigger. So, yeah, maybe the mixture. There would be no other reason. Again, you're having a nature versus nurture. Absolutely is a reason. His dad was a big leaguer. He's just better. That doesn't mean it's because of the mom. The mom maybe never played sports in her fucking life. Her family could be a bunch of slumps. He's just good. It, but it, it could, could you could be making a point. I don't know. I mean, I think I am. That's not a you're acting like it's a matter of fact. There's All no right. there's no possible way to prove that. If you if you date someone and marry someone, have a kid with someone. Yeah. If you have a kid with someone. Yeah, but you his dad was already great enough to play in the major leagues. If your kid's way better than you were, then you have to say there's something from the other person's genetics that are helping us out along the way. Yeah, it's possible. Yes, it's not guaranteed. Mother Nature's what you're a saying, mad scientist. Yeah, what you're right? saying is possible. I'm not denying that, but you're making it seem like that's the fact. By the way, speaking of Spawn, I was helping my daughter with. Uh, but on the same token, you you were saying you could blame the wife if the kid's not as good. 
Well, because the skills were there, right? They should be there. There's Clay, so many, there's Clay so many Bellinger is, was a pro baseball player. There's so many possibilities of genetic combinations. Of course, Bud. Of course. I, I think we're just you speaking, know the, the we're speaking in double. A mixture and a solution? Please tell me. A solution is doesn't a solution uh, saturation? Is that it? Like isn't stuff saturated into according a solution? to Melody's little and a project she was two doing things this together. According to the homework that becomes like my headache, because kids get more work than ever before at home, um, a mixture doesn't require equal parts. Oh. A solution has to have an even mixture. Oh, interesting. Of equal parts. So you're learning at 40. Yeah. Well, you didn't know that, did you? No. So I'm saying you're learning. I'm saying so you're, you're insinuating. I'm sure I learned that. But Rich in is like, insinuating that there's a solution as opposed to no. a mixture. I'm just speaking in ridiculous, unrealistic terms. But I'm just saying, if there's a guy, Spot, if you and Kristen had a kid that was better than you at something that you loved... My assumption is that her genetics helped along the way. And or if the maybe kid's that worse kid, at something. The kid was born like, all right, here, another example. Yeah. Joe, they, to, they were talking about Joe Girardi's son. That's where this came from. Mm-hmm. Which three players, you know, it was Joe Girardi. Mm-hmm. Joe Girardi's son is a high school baller or something. They assume that he's going to play in the bigs. And he's going to be better than his dad. Joe Girardi's a little guy. So if his, right? son, if his son's bigger, that means the wife's genetics helped. Yeah, but don't they but, have the... But the mi- kid fucking grew up with a catcher's mitt in his yeah. hand, practically, because his dad thing. was a big leaker. Then now you're discussing nature versus nurture. That's, yeah. that's what I'm telling saying to Rich. To say, I'm saying you know? physically, though. Like, you, you help, you know, one of the... Like, I'm sure, if, I'm sure if you uh, decided to shift uh, Beef Ball Ben off to, like, I don't know, pick someone... We'll have, Some, him, have him live with uh, the Piazza family? Yeah, have him live with the fucking Piazza family. <laughs> you grow, grow up to he be can like, either be a car salesman or a baseball player. Because that's yeah. what all the Piazzas do, right? Right. Yeah. Send him to hang with Tom Brady. Well, it, 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 that's an interesting question in itself. But as you grow older, you're hearing these names over and over again. And before you know it, you're going to have another Manning. You know, that they're talking about. Another O'Neal that they're talking about. It's, it's sort of like, you know what it's sort of like? I'm not like talking on Paul a, O'Neal. I'm you know, talking Shaquille O'Neal. You know what it's like on a, on a higher level? It's like breeding racehorses it's on a crazy. higher level. It is. It's like if you have, if your genetics are great and you marry someone or, or procreate with someone with great genetics, there's a good chance that you're just creating another elite athlete. When you see, when you say, there's, who was it? Wasn't it a... Some guy was it someone in the Giants? One of the barbers? I don't know, someone Tiki Aranda? Well, someone married the woman that like won the record for like sprint in the Olympics, and I'm like, their kid is destined to be an athlete. No, I mean they're gonna have all the right tools. And tools. The, yeah. It's a matter of you know that kid's always gonna someone. be an individual too. So you never know how nature works in that in that way. Right, let's uh, but let's it's, say- it's really cool, man. So if Arch Manning. Makes Ask, uh, it. Coop's son, who never made it. That's a great Johnson. story, man. You can only root for that. Yeah, let's let's take your phone calls. And what I was uh, going to say earlier was you could be chucking along in your life in your 30s or 40s, not realizing that the whole there could be a whole chapter in your life where you're so heavily invested in your son or daughter's skill set, where they could be just so good at something that you have no clue about. Like, what... I, it, I see it a lot when I was growing up in the pop world of radio. Kavino was pretty insane to see, like, Taylor Swift's dad, like, sitting in the green room or someone else, or some 
young star. It could change your life. No, and I'm thinking like that guy. Look at that guy, Taylor Swift's dad. He is. He was just a regular middle class dad who saw his daughter playing her guitar in the bedroom. I thought your favorite dad was Joe Simpson. Wasn't he your favorite dad? Jessica Simpson's dad. We dealt yeah, with him. He a had times. Ashley and Jessica. Yeah. Wasn't he like the super like dad manager guy? Yeah, him and Beyonce's dad too, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm but I'm saying like the unassuming like. Like Taylor Swift's dad, how how on earth, how on earth could that guy have ever known? Like, oh yeah, my daughter is going to be an international superstar that has seven number one albums in a row. That you never know makes a hundred million dollars a year. Like, because every parent thinks their kid is special, right? For the most part, and that guy was right. He's like, wait, yeah, he was just happened to be right. I think you notice that your kid has a talent though that could be extraordinary Mm -hmm. if handled the right way. Pretty crazy. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what could happen? You have a hodgepodge. Hodgepodge of phone calls. Then go to it. Let's uh, do it. All right. The week begins. 866-969-1969. Text us 412 to letter CNR show. That's our take on everything sports and a lot of familiar names. That's where we, we've landed now. Eric in Colorado. What's up, Eric? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, so I got a kind of a genetic flop story for you. Uh, a buddy of mine, he and his wife graduated from MIT in 91 both of them in the top 50 of their class. They've done, they've done really good in life. Their daughter graduated in the top five from University of New Mexico two years ago. She, after graduating, she got a scholarship to MIT where she's now in the top 20 at MIT. They have a son that's three years older or three years younger who basically is nothing more than a pothead now, has zero motivation, and three months ago just walked out of the house and walked away. They have no idea where he's at. Well, you know why? It's just these people. You can't. You can't predict yeah, how these yeah, things it, happen, and you know, yeah, exactly. that's the individualism of of each person. Yeah, you know, I just had this talk with my mom yesterday. I just did. I honestly did this exact conversation. She's like, look at my mom. This is my mom speaking. Look at my mom. She had five, six kids, right? All raised by the same parents, the same loving parents. Look how these people turned out. Look how these people turned out. You know, because you're going to be an individual and you're going to be different, regardless of how you were raised, who your parents are, and it's just how the fucking stars were lined up for you, I guess, and the choices you made. I think a lot of it is chance that... No, you can't. It's, it's your brain. You're just your no, own no, no. soul. I, I think about that when I wonder where Emmy's going to go to school. I'm like, what if she goes to this school and was destined to meet like a good group of kids? But if she goes to this school, like she's destined to like hang out with huh. shitty kids. You and should I, fucking move out of L.A. then if you're hoping on that because these kids suck. But <laughs> it's a. They do. I never saw more of a suck group of kids. I mean, you grew up in Jersey. And I grew of, up with a bunch of bullies. With a bunch of bullies. And I grew up in Union, New Jersey. Degenerates. No, but I do wonder, like, who your kids' best friends are really are so influential and instrumental. My favorite instrumental, Chuck Mangione. Yeah, in oh, case you were great. wondering, in case it's a good one. I mean, is it considered a, an instrumental if it's just an instrumental? Mauser said his kid's an elite hockey player, and he can't even ice skate. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk One Hundred and Three. Hey, Rich, um, you know, I could wrap up a friend in need real quick that I've had on my list based on your weekend. Yeah, you went to Hercules' house to have a play date. Did you wear a mask? No, did you bring anything? Because one of our buddies, I Keith, did. I brought a... wanted to know, like, etiquette. 
I mean, we've talked about this in the past, but he said he just got a new home and he's having people over and shit. I'm pretty sure that's how the email went. And he's like, he's sort of sick of making shit for people all the time. Like, what's the etiquette of bringing your own stuff? Here, Keith K. I recently got a new house, started having people over and shit like that. Question is, like if you have guests over, what's the etiquette on supplying food, liquor, beer, drugs, etc.? I kind of get annoyed if someone comes over and all of a sudden starts eating all my shit. Then we'll don't have people over. Don't or have brings people a over. six pack and drinks it, then starts drinking all my liquor. Yeah, that's, that's, my that's, wife's that's friends, part of being a host. My wife's friends from Thailand all go shopping for a party. What? Shares everything, including cooking and cleaning, and I love it. So his wife is of a different culture, I guess. And they do it differently. I just know that if I go to a party with females, beer pong, ping pong, entertainment, I bring my own shit. I don't mm. complain if there's nothing there Girls and you like. It's good entertainment. To eat or drink. What are your thoughts? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Oh, all right. Here, here were the options, by the way, because there was a poll on one of our listener pages. Keith Kingsley. Host caters food, guests, BYOB, and desserts. Guests slash hosts pitch in. Or a host caters to the guests. Those were the options. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Man, we don't have to harp on it. I just you went to Herx. You brought something, right? Well, when you have kids, you could say this is a whole separate level. I have an answer for kids, and then I have an answer for like an adult party. Kids, I set the sta- uh, Herc set the standard because the first time Herc came over our place with his daughter, he brought like Emmy a little toy, and I've seen parents do that where like. Like, you, you go visit another kid and you bring him a little something? Yeah. So... Don't give him too much credit. It was probably an extra that he had. His daughter probably had doubles of something. No, it doesn't. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just saying it's like a... Uh, it's a solid move. Yeah, no. So, like, we, we, we brought with us a little matching... It was like a little cape thing with a wand, like a little superhero girl thing. We brought matching ones for her and Emmy so they could play with them. Bring your Hufflepuff and, uh, shirt. And we brought, uh, we brought, like, a little Play-Doh thing for his daughter. So, yeah, we brought... That's risky. Bringing something a little messy. You don't bring more mess into my house. Kids. People have kids. They, kids. Ki- people have kids, but there's no kids. So, yeah, no, but let's get back to the party thing. Forget the kids thing. I have many thoughts. I am 100%, 100% on board with the host handling 90% of everything. That is why you host. That is why you yeah. invite people over. That's responsibility. That a big task, though. No. I think about my family, my parents. They were having barbecues our entire life and people over my entire life. Then, then don't fucking have people over. No, I'm just saying, like, there's got to be a balance. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but you're really giving a lot. Well, every time, I'm, I'm the one that does, what, most of the hosting out here in L.A. when to, we have people over. I used to love hosting, and then I got sick, and Rich took advantage of yeah, that. Yeah, I, I got something called divorce, and that kind of yeah. ruined things. Like, well, you never host. I used to love hosting. That's not true. And then I got sick. Yeah, and then Rich just pounced and took over. Yeah, took it away from me. But took advantage of my weakness. No, but I'm saying like fight nights and footballs. I've always been the one that's hosted most of yeah. the things. And took advantage you, of my you, weakness. You, you, when did you have people over for like a fight or a game or something? I, I was Ever. having people over all the time, and then you just. I don't remember this. I got sick, and then I lost holidays, and it was all over. Well, I think you have to accept the fact that when you have people over, you're gonna spend a few hundred bucks. People bring some alcohol to gesture, and that's it. You guys lived out here for six months before I moved out of my house. We were only here for six months before I had to move out. So I never had an opportunity while you guys were living here to host. No, but I'm saying I've, I've never been over your place for like a get-together with multiple people ever. 
No, but I'm saying it's since I've known you. Six months. I had people over all, all the time, random friends that were out here. Mostly like Layla's friends. Cause yeah, she remember his uh, like two-tone furniture that he had? Because he sprayed it with like two different finishes. Remember that? I remember oh. going to his backyard. I remember being in your backyard once. So Yeah, but you guys didn't live out here. It was a matter of if you guys no. were here. Yeah, like once. Of course. The point is, if you're hosting, right, get to the point. If you're hosting you just take the money. Like You, you understand that you, it's, a, it's a money yeah. cost for you. Like, hey, anytime I have people over for a game or a fight or something or whatever we're doing, you go to the supermarket, you spend a couple hundred bucks, it is what it is. Chips, guacamole, alcohol, appetizers. If you order pizza, you pay for it. People that are your guests, you know what they usually do? Bring a bottle of booze or like, know, know what Al B always brings? Our buddy Al B. He always brings like a beautiful box of chocolate, which is such an odd thing, but I love what, it. What, a, like, like a Whitman sampler? No, but like, but like a fancier brand or something. Every time Al B comes over, Al B is like... Lint truffles? He'll bring like, he'll be like... Yo, oh, I got you some a, lint truffles. Like Al B will bring like a, like a wrapped bottle of wine and bring like a beautiful box of chocolates. Like it's a, a Valentine's Day. I love it. But no, every, I think you bring Yo, something. Bro, like some Russell Stovers. You bring a little something for the host, whether it be a little booze, wine and Russell Stovers. Like Spot, you you are always great for bringing your own app or something, or you Spot will cook that up. I'll nice make something. Yeah, well, but, that's, but that's because I like to cook. So my thoughts is if you're having a party, you have to assume that you're responsible for everything. Because you know why? I don't trust anyone. So if you know that you need a certain amount of food. You do that food. If you know you need a certain amount of booze, you do that booze. And then it's on the person coming. Usually, especially this guy got a brand new house. He should be getting housewarming gifts. Yeah, people should be bringing something. And housewarming gifts can be in the form of like a nice little candle or a home good or something. But if you're having a party where it's a barbecue, it should be like some form of alcohol. Let me let me give everyone. And it should be you should be it should be enough for you to drink. If you like something, like if I go to your, if I'm coming over and I like something, I'm bringing that something. So what are you telling Keith? I'm telling stop Keith, being a baby. stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Having people over, or stop having people over, or stop having people over, or or pay for it. He's clearly proud of his new new house. Stop people over. Look at it this way. And he wants to show it off. Can I? Sorry. Can I give everyone one piece of golden advice though? That this is key. I think everyone golden. learned this. Everyone learned this lesson in their maybe in their early days of throwing a party. What will happen is people will call you up and they say, what do they say, Spot? Is there anything, anything? Bring? anything you still like to bring? And the reality is, yes, there is something you could bring. Ice. But never rely on that person because you don't know the timing of people right. coming over. Like, if I'm like, oh, fuck, babe, we ran out of uh, mixers like Coke or Sprite or mixers for the alcohol, I could say, hey, John, you know what? I could use something on the way over. Just grab like a... Two liters of Coke and Sprite or, t- or club soda or something for mixers. And then I feel like I got that covered. But, Kavino, if John shows up an hour and a half into the party, are we waiting an hour and a half for John to bring the fucking yeah. Sprite and club soda? The, the Sorges, by default, have always been late. So the family knows. Never do have the Sorges bring an appetizer. Hey, hey Spot, you the know The Sorges uh, are always asked to bring dessert or you know, a main course. You know what Nico brings, right, to every get-together? Uh, Nico, what do you time. bring? No, no, no. Nico. What do you bring? What do you bring? You said Say what do I bring as, as dessert? Or? To, to, yeah, no. as a dessert. No, no, no. What do you bring? Mozzarella. 
I was thinking the panathon. Oh, I was oh. thinking the panathon. No, no, but mozzarella. I knew no, that was coming. I wanted coming. to hear him say mozzarella. Yeah. I knew that was coming. I thought, yeah. I was because he liked a panathon. And Campanil. he likes a panathon. Nico anyway. underscore Campanile. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to so, confuse you. What, what, so, just either that, one. Either one of the answers. That's were great. that's just the lesson to be learned, and we can move on. This guy, don't be a cheapskate. If you have people over your house for a uh, fight night or football Sunday or uh, a kid's birthday party or a little just a Saturday party or a hang. You have to supply everything. If people bring you things, then that's just really nice, right? There was, there was years where my fridge was always stocked with beer. Not because I bought beer, but because it was just always there because people were kind enough when they came over my house, they would bring beer. So if you're the host, you pay for all the food. It's what you do. If you order pizza, if people insist on, you know, let me throw you a couple bucks, don't don't say no to them, but don't ask people for money. If you're ordering pizza at a party, don't be like, yeah. all right, that's 10 bucks for each person. If you're hosting, be a grown-up, order the pizza or, or whatever you're getting. I, I like, But I think the most important lesson spot is what you just said because people like the Sorges, your family, yeah, were late. We're don't be late. like, oh, you know what? We ran out of uh, – we could use paper plates and chips. Can you bring paper plates and chips? And then you come two hours into the party, you're waiting. You can't be waiting on stuff. Okay, so there you go, Keith. Stop being a bitch about it. Uh, you know, appreciate that people are coming by. It also depends and congrats on, the, on your new place. The type of party, too. So if it's like a dinner party, you know, yeah, I, you should never tell. I, I, I am under the impression you should never tell people what to bring. Unless they ask. Unless, unless but like, usually it's like, no, everything's covered. Bring whatever you want. I feel you. Hey, but uh, if I'm if I'm like making a dinner, I'm gonna say, oh, uh, you know, either bring a bottle of wine or dessert. By the way, Rich, that was golden advice. I just wanted to thank you for golden. that. Um, he, golden he promised, advice. Promised it. Way to deliver. Cavino and Rich, best of the week, only on Faction Talk 103. The big takeaway was also Buker, the kicker for the Chiefs, not Bob Buker. That's so funny. My brain went right there immediately. Buker. The guy, if you remember, last week versus the Chargers when the Chiefs won. Remember in overtime when he kicked the game-winning 50-something-yard field goal? They iced him once, and there was a timeout another time, and he hit three in a row like with ease, 55-yard field goals, and the guy's lights out, doesn't miss a field goal? Yeah, of course. He missed an extra point last night and a field goal, but he missed an extra point. And the over-under in Vegas was 54 and a half. And the final score was 54. So that extra point he missed was a difference of people who bet the over-under on the game. So millions and millions of dollars swayed one way or the other based on Buker's extra I point. about gambling. You're relying on this dude's fucking foot for, you know, your $1,000. Hey, how come, you, how come you couldn't pay your yeah. mortgage? Right, we, the wind the blew, Buker's, right? Buker's Buker. foot. <laughs> Buker had a fucking hangnail and, you know, went a little left. Dad, how come we were living in the car? Ah, Buker's foot. Buker stubbed his toes. <laughs> Imagine if you relied on my thing. foot. Buker was great. I know, just, you know, but now you can't go to college, kids. Sorry. How um, come I'm going to community college? You said I would go yeah. to wherever I wanted. I, I well, can't, I can't rest easy with that sort of thing going I'm on. Am- I'm amazed that, I, is it, like you said once before, you're like, I've seen, you know the same reason you stayed away from drugs? He's like, yo, I've seen one too many family members or people close to me go down a wrong path, so you stayed away. I feel like you have to give their life meaning, right? If their life was ruined, why should I you know, ruin mine? I'll, I'll honor theirs by fucking learning a lesson. I mean, that's a 
beautiful way to look at things. I mean, it's how I've, I've yeah. always looked. No, at but things. I'm saying if you're saying like your yeah, well, your uncle or your parents' friends or someone or close to you, just a lot of my you. friends. You know, yeah. they were gambling mutants. Oh no, Cam! I was saying drugs and someone dying. If, if, you, if you know someone in your life who died of drugs or had an issue with alcohol, you may say, "I have the." Lesson plan in front of me. If my entire childhood, and I even think my parents and family don't think about this often, my entire childhood had to do with people abusing drugs and constant conversation about what are we going to do about these people abusing drugs all the time? Because that's what most of my childhood, I had a glorious childhood personally, don't get me twisted, but you know, if I was you overheard to, your parents yeah, if chatting. I was trying to figure out what the adults were dealing with, that's what it was constantly. Mom, you know, broke, mom broke out the Intamins and coffee, and they were talking about how to get uh, yeah. Uncle Ferracito out of prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you know, if I didn't Uncle sit through that and learn a lesson, then what was the fucking point? Jailbird Juan? That's how I see it. Marty's uncle went to jail. He did. What was his name in the movie? In Back to the Jailbird Future? Joey. Jailbird Joey. So... I get that. You better get used to those bars. <laughs> but the but the gambling thing. You see how the world gravitates towards gambling more so than ever. Look at the Barstool Penstock. Look at MGM. Look at uh, DraftKings became publicly traded months ago, and it opened up on the stock market at eighteen dollars a share. DraftKings then partnered up with ESPN, the NFL. Michael Jordan has a stake now in DraftKings. DraftKings is $58 a share. We're talking it more than tripled. Gambling is not just casual. It's like a way of sports life for so many that I'm so surprised that you don't, like, it's just no interest at all to you. I mean, just because it, it's legal now doesn't take away the downside of possible. He doesn't want to live in a car. Yeah, it's all good. I've, you know, <laughs> I've, I felt what it's like to yeah, fucking saying, like, lose shit, and I don't like yeah, that but feeling. It's, it's like the, th- the, the, it's the, the thrill, thrill of winning uh, doesn't beat the shitty feeling of losing yeah. for me. So and then, for you, and then you have a couple. I, and, and you know what? Yeah, it's like porn. It's, not, it's, not, it's like I'm, porn, dude. I'm good with no, sex. I don't like, need a swirly to get me off. Uh, you're whoa. you're bored with I, sports. You need a swirly I, in the form of betting to get yourself off. I've yeah. seen because spot. you don't really like sports as much as you claim, unless you have action on it. I'm pretty content watching the game yeah, and enjoying think, it. You know what? I don't think you like you're sports. You're desensitized. Yeah, you don't like sports For you, anymore. it's about the action. It keeps yeah. you up on shit, and you, you're starting to speak another language, and you, you, you turn into a crazy person you, when you talk about it. You the world a, is turning that way, not but, me. But that doesn't make it good. When these people start going downhill because they lost all their fucking money, because yeah. like they always say, Vegas wasn't bet, bet, uh, built on the winnings of, of people, uh, then we'll see what happens. They don't show you the dark side. But right. Scott, I see you... Go to Vegas, yeah. Atlantic City, and I see you. It's not called the draft fucking peasants. It's not called draft losers. <laughs> I like draft peasants. No, draft peasants. You're not going to give a bang only, for that? They're going to glorify it. No, I it's really glorified. like glorified. Bang! My ninnies like you get, you, you turn into a crazy person like you're on the fucking Draft you're on peasants. The, yeah, you're on the... It's not fucking called draft peasants. You're on the rock, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've, seen, I've seen you in Vegas oh, at, yeah. a, at, a, at, a, at a craps table at 2 in the morning having the time of your life, the thrill uh, of winning, the agony of losing. Like, yeah, but I've if, seen you having you seen so me, much fun. But have you seen me at 2 in the afternoon at a craps table being miserable? It's like, and, and you see the... Have you ever walked through at a certain time of day, and it's usually during the day, 
where you see the one guy, old guy standing at a craps table chasing his winnings. Like that's that's the dark side that you don't see. Like going to Vegas every so often and having fun and like setting aside some play money to spend for the weekend and maybe I'll be up, maybe I'll be down, usually I'm down. But that's different. Doing this every week on every sporting event that's going on, that is unhealthy. By the way, but I know there's a business of it. You can and, do and whatever I, the fuck I, you want. Yeah, yeah it's, do what it's, you want. You know, everyone else is very critical of why I don't do that. I don't care. I, you know, hey, fucking gamble your life away. What yeah. do I give a shit? I don't care if you do it. I don't right. care if you do it. No, no. But, but when you're asking do it, me do it. why I'm not speaking that language, it's just not it, for me. But is it? No, but what is it simply? We've talked about this a billion times. Simply, you don't like to lose. Simply that. That's yeah. it. I'm not wasting my money on whether or not fucking... Uh, someone stubbed their toe while kicking a yeah. you ever, while Buker, you know. Like winning, you ever, you ever, you ever buy a you ever buy a lottery ticket? You ever buy a scratcher? No, really. Your dad probably did. My your parents, parents yeah. Your, your parents go to the sands of the casinos all the time. Yeah, thank God he's not into sports because he was able to put me through college. Yeah, but your dad doesn't gamble at the casino. Not on sports. No, but ever on on yeah table games. Yeah, yeah. I'm not defending that either. I think they waste their money. So, like my, my, thing. my aunt, but they have fun doing it. By, by the way, they also have a lot of fun doing that. I do not. Yeah, it's like I, saying, hey, why don't you like to dance? I don't find it to be fun. Stevie, don't dance. Stevie, don't do that. I don't find, you know, it's not fun for me. Stevie, don't dance? No, Stevie, don't dance. Stevie you know what's fun for me? Watching the game. Honest to God. I don't need all the extras. Well, a lot of people's money was... Won or lost and shifted by an extra point last night. One extra point. One, hey, dude, that sucks. One, one, Buker, one Buker foot. Uh, Drew Mack hit me up this morning. He goes, Yo, can you believe the half a point Vegas shifted big time on, on an extra point? The over-under, 54.5. The final score was a combined 54, which means, like I said, Buker's missed extra point on the first drive of the game. The game would have been 35-20, yeah, and the like over would have hit. I don't, I don't like the feeling of, of losing money on something stupid like that. So, and it Where do you get your cheap the thrills, then? If you don't like, weir- if you don't like, like quote, weird, funny, like uh, out-there sexual stuff, and you don't like gambling, and you don't like, where do you get your cheap thrills? I don't need them. Squeezing ass cheeks? The old-fashioned way. I mean, that's fun for me. This guy. Anyone who doesn't bet on sports is a fucking loser. Yeah, like... Who said this? Nine two five. It's constant. It's like I'm not judging you ever until you question me about why I'm not into it. Just never was. Actually, I was, and I think I lost some money, and I didn't like it, and I didn't like dealing with the scumbags in town that that were involved in it, and that's who they were at the time. I know it's very mainstream now, but you know back then it was just scumbags and bookies, and if you knew a bookie, he was probably a scumbag. Yeah. Let's be realistic about it. And he probably thought he was some some mobster guy who was threatening you. And that would happen. Is there a story we don't know about? Like a, the true Hollywood, oh, yeah. the true story of Kavino, like someone threatened to break your arm because you lost 50 bucks I on the Yankees? Yeah, I definitely owed people money. Why do you think his time. nose is a little crooked? But yeah, I which I didn't realize until we started doing Now or Never <laughs> head on, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, Kavino wants yeah. to get a nose job. I'm like, what the fuck? I need some rhinoplasty. Uh, but yeah, man, gamble away. I'm not judging. I I just notice how you turn into like a a guy on speed when you start talking about it. Um, it's really yeah, exciting. It's, yeah, because it's a it's a thrill. It's a thrill, which you could argue is hey, is get unhealthy. Off. Do it. I don't think it's a healthy thing, but that's my prerogative my, and your prerogative to do it. I'm not judging you. 
I'm only talking about it because you always bring it up in such a questionable way. You want to knock on wood? It's, for, an, old, uh, it's an old conversation. Want to knock on wood for my dad? My dad has only, and that's why it's normalized to you. My dad as well. Is, my you dad, grew up in that way, and I, I did not. My dad has only lost one bet this football season. He's wow. like, he's way up after three weeks, like for some reason, and he has this attitude about it, like, I just see things so clearly. Well, I can <laughs> guarantee like, you this. I was I'm like, you're gonna, gonna have your a, you're gonna have a rough he's, week. He's gonna lose eventually. Uh, let's see. I like watching the games just like you, Kavino, but. If I'm half interested in the game, throw a little money on it. It makes it a lot more exciting. That's from Daniel. Hey, Daniel, my brother. Do whatever the fuck you want. Anyone what do I care about? Oh, hold on. Let's be realistic about this. Daniel, I love that you listen and all that. But do I give a fuck about your 50 bucks? I don't. I, don't I really the, don't. Can you interpret a text for me? What do whatever this, you want. What does this mean? Wipe your asshole with it. I don't care what you do with your money. I really don't. As long as you can keep your subscription, I don't give two diddly fucks about your 50 bucks. Don't care. What I'm saying is, because I'm being asked, I don't need that shit. I like to sit down. I'm paying 65 bucks for a fucking Adesanya pay-per-view. I got to throw extra money on that shit? Go fuck yourself. I don't want to. I like it. I'm happy. That's how I roll. Roll however the fuck you want. Simple I as that. want to ask you this. Interpret this text message for me. This guy says, when I go to Vegas, I, and then he wrote, go in caps, go to Vegas. What does that mean? It means it goes hard. It means he goes oh, like you go, hard. Like you go, like yeah, you, like he goes. I go to Vegas. Did you really need an, an interpreter yeah, for that? Yeah, because I'm like, I, yeah, I go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think he goes. Like, he goes to Vegas. He goes. Like, he goes hard. Yeah. I've gone hard a few times. Hey, you know, I will say. Several times. When yeah, people like talk my, about. My dad spends a lot of money in Atlantic City or the Sands uh, in Pennsylvania gambling on stupid shit, right? But they have fun. So I get that. That's their only fun. That's really their only fun, to be honest. What else are they doing, right? So that's their fun. I'm not saying don't have fun. So I'm saying for me, let's say that $800 my dad lost on a weekend. For me, I'd rather use $800 for something else. Yeah, but if your mom and dad say... Uh, we had a nice dinner, and yeah, then That's we played some fun. slots, and yeah, I lost like two hundo at a blackjack, but man, we had a great, you mother and I had a great no, weekend. No one, no one ever talks about, just like they never talk about the dark side of it, no one talks about how much they lost on their weekend getaway, ever. You never hear fucking uh, Carmine come back and be like, yo, I got to tell you, a great weekend, but I lost 2000 Why do you He th- only brags about the fucking 500 that he won. Why do you he th- never talks about that shit. You don't ever hear about the losings of your friends or the family, losings. ever. Why do you think they put the gambling pamphlets next to the ATM machines, Rich? Saying, though, I'd rather use that 800 on a high-end prostitute. I mean, pair of Jordans or something cool like, like that. You know what? Remember, remember yeah. that one you'd time? Rather wear, you'd rather buy a pair of weird... Yeezy sneakers. Well, you asked what thrills me. Let me, me. tell you. Let me Guess tell what? You. I'm not you. And why are you sniffing your fingers, you weirdo? You just sniffed your I, fingers. I'll tell you why. Because this couch is soaking wet over here. Oh, I and I it. No, and I wanted to know if oh, spot spilled coffee, so I smelled it like I... Oh, I hope not. Did you no, no, coffee? no. 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 Melody's got right. chocolate on it, so I smelled it Dude, it's, it it's the dad in me. Oh. Every time I feel something wet, I'm like, chocolate. Is it pee throw up or... Is it pee throw up or formula or... Coverage sniffing fingers. No, no, because I felt your couch. If it was wet, which it is, I'm like... I hope someone here's, didn't spill coffee. Uh, here's what gambling little, does. It was like a little, like little chocolate mark. Remember that okay. one time? <laughs> I mean, I hope it was a chocolate mark. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Hold on. <laughs> yes, chocolate mark. <laughs> I do lean that way. Um, remember that one time we were in Vegas? I forget for what, but I was playing the digital, not digital, but that the craps machine that has like the real dice, yeah. but it's the digital screens. Yeah, you love that. I the won. Digi- I, lo- I won on my first time playing that. I won fifteen hundred bucks from. 
Like you started with like fifty bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like a spot still at that game. And I've been chasing that feeling ever since. Right. That's, that's to the point where I've probably lost like that's twice. That night. I don't, I don't, I don't roll with because you get that taste. Pun intended. Get it roll with. So, yeah, yeah. And I really don't like. Look, people have addictive personalities. Yeah. I see it in my family. I have it. I don't. I, I, can't, I don't have yeah. an addictive personality. I do. Um, I'm sort of even keel. You may say boring. I say yeah. I say nope. that. That's just who I am, and I like different things. I talked, you know? I talked to my dad. My dad and I had a conversation recently about it. He's like, oh, like I, I like, but I hate at the same time that I have that characteristic he has. Because he, like, you could argue that unless you are Warren Buffett or some insider, Wall Street's really just one big gamble, right? I mean, I read an article the other day saying like the, the average, a, the, the average, average the person, average, yeah. I read an article the other day saying the average schmo who just puts money in their IRA or 401k or day trades, but they're, if they're not a official day trader for some big hedge phone or fund or company, then then you're really you have a hedge phone, yeah, hedge fund. It's fucking crazy. If <laughs> What, did you opt out of the football phone and you went for a hedge phone? Yeah, I got it with my subscription to Sports Illustrated. You got the fucking new hedge phone, this guy. So when, you, uh, when you're day trading or just putting money in your 401k or IRA, unless you, unless you are such an insider and you dedicate your full life to getting the inside scoop and reading charts and patterns and doing everything you do, patterns. aren't you just guessing? Isn't that the same thing? Is it like people say, well, well, that's an investment. Well, you're gambling. It's like that same thrill. It's the same thrill. You look at the market. I see Spot every morning, look at his phone after the show to be like, yeah, are we red or are we, is the, you know, our stocks in the red today or things on the, on the up and up? Yeah, it stings every time. So, I mean, like, I know you say it's uh, not a loss unless that's the day you're cashing out, but people love to day trade and, there was more people, Kavino, that during the during fine. the pandemic, during Who's the denying that? during Do the pan- during the pandemic, whatever fucking gets you gets your blood flowing, bro. But whatever gets you riled up. No, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm just saying, during the pandemic, more people signed up for personal investing accounts, a la the Robinhood apps of the world, than ever before. Record numbers of people day trading while at home during the pandemic. So. That between that and sports gambling, DraftKings, Penn National Gaming, MGM is on the up and up again. All these gaming stocks and casino stocks. Oh, MGM, I got that one. Good. I didn't know that. Well, I mean it's over twenty bucks again. But at one point Sweet. during the early I got it for like thirteen bucks. Yeah. So I mean look at it this way. You got you I'm a conservative guy, dude. Yeah, no, you, you really are. Have you really are. And I'm not talking politics. That's just how I roll. Never had a pinky in the ass. I'm just not adventurous <laughs> like that. I mean, I have ziplined and like Whoa. I've done some cool things like yeah, that. But, but you know, different. I had my limits. When I say ziplined, I was really pushing it that day. So, you know, zip I'm just lined. not. That's uh, the extent of Camino's adventure. I'm not. He's ziplined I'm once not on vacation. That type of dude. Remember, there's pig will and pig won't. I'm pig won't. According to Richard Scarry in his books. Yeah. I'm not into that. Well, I'm into what I'm into, and whatever floats your taco boat is fine with me. Hey, enjoy your gambling. I just, I just think you turn into a maniac when you talk about it. Yeah. And to me, that's a scary sign. It's, it's just such a... You're lucky you make good money. It's such an interest of mine. It really is. Like I, I, look at, I look at gambling and Wall Street and all that. To me, it's like uh, 
If you can't, if you can't, uh, if you can't wager a little something here or there, what's the point? Fuck poor people. What's the point? The point is the the the. the so you just make what you make and that's it? No, I'm talking about sports. It's the competition, the thrill of of the game, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. I grew up ABC Sports style. Not uh, how much fucking action you got on it. That wasn't part of the promo. It was the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Do you remember that well, promo? Now, now the promos the are. Now the promos are. The dudes, uh, skiing off the fucking top of the thing. You watching the promos now on on ESPN and, and Fox? Dude, all I do is watch that bullshit. No, but now I'm the pro- now the promo gambling. now the promos are. Hey, you could get in on the action. DraftKings sponsoring yeah, because this. They're or, yeah. fucking making money because people are losing. Look, their stock's going up because people are, are buying into it. People are losing. That's how the world is. Not everybody's is. winning. Trust me. Not everybody's winning. Of course not everyone's winning. Okay, so we'll see how, how much everyone loves it when they realize how, they have no money. How long have they been doing the, the, the lottery, state lotteries and scratch-off tickets and all that shit that your grandparents and parents and everyone probably buy at the gas station? Yeah, all you need is a dollar and a dream. That's a dollar. Win for life. Remember that gimmick? Yeah, oh, the win for a life scratch-offs? Yeah, I look at that like as a, as a fucking birthday gift from Grandma. Oh, I, got some, I got five scratch-offs. <gasps> Whippity-doo! Full circle. You like that? Back to Adam Sandler. The end. <laughs> Same <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, look, hey, whatever gets you tuned into the game. Right? Well, what do I care? I, I mean, it well, all, start, it all fucking, started because I just said the over-under you know was fucked. don't care about the fight, but they care because they have money Holy. on it. Yeah, I'm I'm a, that's I'm, a, I'm a purist. I that's like me. the fucking sport. That's me. Old fashioned. I'll watch a random fight if you tell me uh, I have a hundred bucks on the on the guy in the yellow trunks. Well, exactly. So I mean, you expect me to respect that? I don't. Otherwise, much. why am I watching that fight? Right. No, I actually like that. But that's me. Not everybody has to be like me. Not everybody's gonna be like you. <laughs> Proceed with the bar fill. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Everyone thinks they can do a Sandler, and they can't. Right. Oh. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.